Hello and welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 35, entitled Rap or Crap. Maybe the best title so far, and it rhymes, so it's kind of like a rap all on its own. Uh, It's been a while since our last episode, maybe a little over a month, I think. Um, Daniel and I have both had things going on, uh, so we have a lot to talk about in this episode. We kick things off briefly talking about Daniel's parents' anniversary, um, and then we talked for a while, a little while, about one of our favorite topics, B-movies, uh, horrible movies in our collection. Um, and then uh, we talked for a while about Daniel's birthday. He had a birthday recently. I also had a birthday recently, but we don't, don't really talk about my birthday. Uh, we talk about Daniel's birthday, and he got a very unique birthday present that he tries to make me guess. Uh, and I don't, I don't guess it. I'm not even close. Um, somehow, after going down that rabbit hole, we end up talking about midget wrestling for a long time. So that's something. Uh, we talk about my cross-country move. Uh, I spent, you know, I made a mega drive all the way across the United States to move. And I had a couple of little entertaining things happen along the way that we talk about. And then we get into the main segment of this podcast, the, the rapper crap segment of the podcast. And... If you remember way back in episode 8, Hereditary Poetry, I accumulated a bunch of poems, either professional poems or poems written by me, and I presented them to Daniel, who is an English teacher and should know poetry better than anyone else, and I tried to see if he could guess which ones were mine and which ones were quote-unquote real poems, and he actually did pretty good in that episode. Well, in the same vein, in this episode, I used rap music, so rap or crap, I chose some real rap verses, and I wrote some of my own rap verses. I guess that's the crap verses, although honestly, I think my verses were a little bit better. But I don't perform them. I'll spare you that. I read the verses to Daniel, and we tried to see whether he could guess which ones were which. And it was pretty funny, honestly, in my opinion, Um, although I did have to corrupt my soul pouring through tons of rap song lyrics, and now my YouTube recommendations are polluted. But it was very fun, uh, and so you can try to see if you can guess which rap verses are real versus mine. Uh, and with that, I will let the episode begin. Enjoy. It's our podcast time. The Third Space Podcast. Yeah. With Daniel. And Bennett. That's us. That, that's you, and the other was me. Yes. How are you doing? Uh- I'm doing okay. Today is my parents' 40th wedding anniversary. Wow, that's nice. That's a lot of wedding anniversaries. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to get too down, far down the road of uh, reflecting on, uh, you know, how parents shape us and all, but it is a reminder that, like, your first experience with love, like, both between you and another person and between, like, like watching your parents love each other. That's like they're your first model in life. And I, I think our first exposure to things, like your first time having an experience with whatever is a really, has a lot of weight, right? Um, mm-hmm. And you have a long, t- a long experience seeing their relationship unfold over your life. Uh, it, it, it's a big deal. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And so this is a big deal to you, I guess. 
Yeah, well, it's, I mean, the, their 40th isn't personally a big deal. It's just a nice reminder of how they were sort of role models for and taught, like kind of fundamentally show me the definition of, of love in a lot of ways. And so I just feel thankful for that and thought I'd mention it on the podcast. That's nice. That's beautiful. Um, are they doing anything? Are, are they doing anything special to celebrate? I've only texted them today, and I planned on calling them later and having a longer conversation. Fortieth um, seems like a big deal to me, and I'm sure they got each other some gifts. I was wondering if, like, I've never been one to get them anything on their anniversaries. And uh, do you get your parents anything on their anniversaries? No. Yeah, is I mean, that it a? Doesn't, it doesn't seem like a hol- holiday. It doesn't seem like a celebration that I'm really a part of. You know, it seems like something that's that's it's their thing. Exactly, that's my thought process. I mean, I could see something like if they had a fiftieth wedding, or you know, a fiftieth anniversary, and maybe they throw a big party. I could help throw the party or contribute or surprise them with something i don't know like there's 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 an opportunity for a role there but generally speaking i think it's just between them mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think um, so too and it's just wow they've done something for 40 years and i haven't been alive that long yeah you know? I was just like that's just that. an impressive amount of time to do anything and to be in a relationship means they've lived longer with each other than without so yeah i mean think about you know you've been alive for however long, 34 years uh, at this point, right? However Um, long. (laughs) However long. And uh, everything you've ever experienced from the stuff you can't even remember because you were too little to, you know, stuff from your young childhood, all your teen years, your whole career so far, everything you've ever experienced, your parents have been married for that entire duration, you know, like the whole length of time they've just yeah. been together. I mean, it's kind of what you were just saying, but still it's, uh, uh, it puts it in perspective a little bit. Right. The only thing I've done, I've done nothing for 40 years <laughs> and I've done, <laughs> and I've done like the only thing I've done for 34 years is live. I can't, there's no other <laughs> thing I've done the entirety of that. <laughs> there's no, like, like oppress, I've oppressed for thirty four <laughs> years because of my existence. Yes, and um, impressed. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but like, it'll be. We'll have a similar conversation when we when we mark forty years of B. We should have a like B movie watching. We should have a. We should go back and find the date when we watched our first B movie. And I don't want to put us on the spot, but what would you consider our first B movie we watched? We were very deliberate in our selection, and we were like, "We're watching this to make fun of it." Uh, was it Big Trouble in Little China? I mean, Big Trouble in Little China is certainly one of the earliest movies that we watched. I remember Big Trouble in Little China kind of got us started, and then I remember we watched like Mosquito Man or something. That was a really that was very early, early one, and it wasn't very good. Even though it was early, I feel like it was the first seven or eight. Because once you've watched seven or eight and you're very, very new to the game, you kind of feel this false sense of experience. It's like, no, 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 this isn't my first rodeo. I'm on number seven or eight, which is hilarious now that we're now that you know, so many I, years I, in. I had to buy an, a new bookshelf just to hold all of our B-movies. So. <laughs> like, because you know, I, I just moved, and in my previous place, I had a small three-shelf bookshelf that I was using for B-movies, 
and it was totally full and overflowing. And so I had to buy like a, a big six shelf bookshelf just to fit all of our B movies on, which is wow. amazing. So do B movies predate awesome. your journal? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not, when was it that we watched Big Trouble in Little China first? I, I mean, like that's what I'm trying to figure out. Were we in college? I think we were in college, and yeah, so that would mean it, pre- it predates the uh, journal. Yeah. And so I don't know. I just would. We should uh, off air sometime. I would like to find out a date of that, and then we'll be like, "Hey, forty years of watching B movies." Yeah, I mean, it's probably been getting close to fifteen years of B movies so far, which is yeah, kind of crazy to say. <laughs> and again, like Man. since we were only able to touch like base in person a couple times, several times a year, we and we let's say we watch on average, uh, let's call it six B movies. Um, we're watching. You know, fifteen B movies a year. Um, uh, I think we, I think we can top fifteen B movies a year on average. I think we top fifteen. I, I did mean, too. Most though. of the time, That's what... most most of the last number of times we've gotten together, we have probably put away eight to twelve B movies. Actually, you're right, time. and and then we manage to not just make it twice a year. We sometimes not even three. Some, t- sometimes I feel like we get together four. We, yeah, sometimes we can squeeze in more. Sometimes it depends on what we've got going on, but. We've put down some B-movies in the last couple of years, that's for sure. And I've got a big stack. I'm very excited for the next time we get to watch B-movies because I have a stack of probably 20 or so. Uh, I replenished the, the oh, stack. Man, I'm excited. And that's a really we big part of the excitement of watching B-movies is having fresh movies we haven't watched. I mean, I've really learned that that keeps me going. Like, if it's the same stack, even if we haven't watched them but we've seen the cover and we're not particularly excited about it, like... That really makes me not enthused to to put it in the DVD player and press play. You know, like it is exciting to have like these mystery new selections and high potential gems and things like that's fun. Yeah, I I kind of I I kind of like now not even reading about the movie that we're about to watch or like you know when I'm researching them and finding out what to get. Yeah, I'll read about it and make sure that it's or at least try to assess whether it's going to fit what we're looking for. But then I kind of forget about that by the time we watch it, and I like the movie being a total mystery. Uh, and then we open Same it up here. and put it in. I want to know something like, oh, it's a 1980s horror movie about uh, a police officer or something like that, or mm-hmm. the zany twist of like a, a police officer with one hand or something. And then <laughs> like, I don't need it, but I don't even need to know more. Like I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. Um, the time traveling detective from the future. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's uh, all I need to know. It's like that, that sounds stuff. good. And that's if it's on a list, if it's on a list that we trust, and and in some ways, like Bennett went and did a little research on verifying that it fit within our wheelhouse. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, Even then, though, it's shocking how rarely it works out. You know, I know. Like, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like even when you find a a list that contains a bunch of movies that we've enjoyed greatly. And there's a movie on there that we haven't seen, and you read about it, and it sounds amazing, and it's within, you know, it's the golden period of the '80s, and it's it fits everything, it checks all the boxes, and we get it and put it in. It can still be just horrendous, and not I in think, a good way, horrendously yes. unpleasant to watch. And I, and what I think's just as funny about like you and me in particular is. We can put it in and tell within. I'm gonna say solidly. We can tell in 15 minutes. You can tell within 
you know, 30 seconds in some ways that it's going to be good or not that great. But, you know, sometimes you're wrong. 10 or 15 minutes, though, you're rarely, rarely wrong. And yet we don't have... Like, our system is we put the movie in and we watch the whole damn thing. That's it. Like, we, we're we not stopping. Yeah, and, there's and no... We there's never... No. We've never backed out. <laughs> like a sense of pride of like, this is what we're doing for the next hour and a half. <laughs> you have, like, I mean, we really, we, don't, we and, and yet we have developed a refined taste where we are 99% sure this is going to be a waste of our hour and a half, but, but man, that's, this is the path we chose, you know? It's like, there's, it's almost like there has to be some, some pain for the pleasure to be as potent as it is. That's true. I, when you frame it that way, it makes me ask, why do we do that though? Yeah, why do we? And why think, do we not just freaking stop the DVD? <laughs> that we have the well, power and we know it's gonna be bad. <laughs> well, there's see, this think, alluring. Like, the what thing. if there's this scene? What if there's this yeah. golden line? What if? Right. You know? That's that's the thing. It, you say we know it's gonna be bad, and I think we have very finely tuned intuitions by this point that it will be bad. That is to say, unenjoyable. But there's always that chance. There's that small chance that, that, yeah, there's that one scene that pops up that is laugh out loud funny and makes the movie worth it. And I can't even think offhand of any movie that fits that pattern, you know, unenjoyable, <laughs> except for one enjoyable scene. I can't think of anything. But there's the chance that it is that way. And I think there's also sort of a completionist tendency, you know, that, I, you know, I, I'm a completionist when it comes to video games. I like to play the games all the way through. I like to read book series all the way through, even if I'm not really enjoying them. And, you know, I just want to see the end. I want to, (laughs) if I have an opinion on something, I want it to be based on the full thing. You know, I don't want to have an opinion just on the front half of it and say the front half sucked. I don't know what happened in the back half, but the front half sucked. Like, I want to be able to make a fully informed opinion. That's what it is. That's why I watch hundreds of god awful movies. It's because (laughs) I want, you know, I want the pride of being able to say I watched the whole thing informed. I have an informed opinion on garbage. (laughs) <laughs> that entire bookshelf I watched every minute of that freaking movie <laughs> even the bad ones <laughs> and I know you sort of when you put them on your bookshelf you put our favorites at the top and our least favorites at the bottom or whatever it goes sequentially now we don't Generally. get into fights yeah we don't get into fights about whether this should be reversed and right next to the other it's like no it's a general thing it's a general scale so yeah. I mean I can imagine the bottom the dregs of your the bookshelf being I mean miserable like like we have a refined palate we can we can tolerate bad movies and and like that's the thing we've watched enough movies that as we continue to watch them the bads become a little like a little more palatable than they initially did um yeah would you say that's true like like we're not as bored because we know how to look we know how to watch we know we've refined our enjoyment like like the the obligatory Burning Man gets more and more enjoyable as we like it's it's a uh, it's not diminishing what's the opposite of diminishing returns it's diminishing returns diminishing you know? returns yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no elevating returns like it it is like every time I see these tropes or these it's it honestly I would classify sounds so, it I would classify right. it more as pain tolerance like we've built so, up a pain tolerance so that now what used to make us you know, like put our head in our hands with misery. Now we just can kind of sit there and go, this isn't very good and, <laughs> and make it to the end like that. Well, since we continue to obviously watch good movies or like we appreciate narrative a lot. And so we see a lot of bad, I mean, I'm an English teacher. I love narrative. And so seeing all this bad narrative is, 
has a lot of utility too and like why is this cliche why is this particularly bad and beyond the obvious like bad acting and low production value those are the two like clear-cut things but like why is this dialogue so boring or so cliche or this that and the other like why is this not charming you know where did it mm-hmm. fail and i don't that's obviously not why we sit down to watch b movies is to like in an academic sense but i think we just do pick up on how lazy that writing can be and our favorite i think is when the writing isn't lazy it's just misguided right like someone's not being lazy they're sincere in trying to develop these rich characters and charming people and they come across just doesn't work jerks or whatever it just doesn't work and that's that's what we like and that's actually there's a little bit of mystery when it's not lazy it is an original idea it is a passion project uh and and yet something's just so far off and i Ah oh, man, it's just rich. The enjoyment of that is just unparalleled to me. And speaking of movies, um, since since I moved, my my new place is right next to a movie theater. Uh, like I just oh, have to walk through a gate, through one little gate, and I'm in like the overflow parking lot of the movie theater. So I'm very close. And this movie theater happens to do like discount Tuesdays or something. So a movie ticket is like six bucks every Tuesday. That's worth it. Like, um, just go to see a movie it, yeah, on so Tuesdays kind of thing. I've already seen, I've already gone and seen two movies. I saw the latest James Bond movie, which I forget the subtitle, like Never Say Die or I don't know what. That sounds die, like the one from the day. 90s. No, no Time to Die. No Time to Die. That's it. Okay. I saw it. It was okay. And then I went last Tuesday and saw Dune and I've never seen I've never seen Dune or read the book or anything. I just I knew it was huge like, fan base, right, for the movie. I mean, for the book. And there was a wasn't yeah. there a movie like an old one? Yeah, yeah. There's an old movie too, I believe. Maybe even two old movies. Um, okay. And yeah, it's a very popular sci-fi series, and I've just never. Which surprises never me you haven't read it because it. it's like I mean up there in like if you were to Google top five lists of sci-fi books would that not be in there repeatedly in lots of lists it probably would but my sci-fi library isn't very broad um anyway i i decided to go check it out and it was very good i was impressed i I quite enjoyed it um it had the movie had a very good atmosphere built an atmosphere uh that made it feel like a separate kind of experience you know and the direction was good the score was heavy um did it inspire you to go read the book i think so i think i will read the book series um at some point after i finish the series that i'm currently reading i'll i think i'll read it now one thing that i i know you might um you're not a huge sci-fi fan anyway but you might take issue with the movie is because it just kind of ends it's a part one i didn't realize it was a part one i thought it was a complete movie yeah it's like doing the movie here you go you're gonna get Right, new, and whatever it, it, I don't I mean, know. It, it did tell a story, you know. It, it did have an arc in there, but it, then it just kind of it end. I wasn't expecting it to end yet, and it ended, and it felt kind of like the first time when I saw um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and it it just ended. You know, I was like, oh, the movie's this... over, and you have to wait for the next movie to pick up with the story. That was that was the case with Dune. That was the one. Feels like it's I, a I scene transition, criticism. but the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, kind of, and uh, you know, I guess that's a good criticism to have. Is you know, it was too, you wanted more. You wanted more, um, yeah. 
So yeah, it was quite good, and I, I'm kind of uh, kind of excited about seeing movies again because I just haven't been watching movies, and you know, for a lot, I think a lot of people have not been watching movies for you know pandemic reasons. But my reasons are just eh, eh, haven't been very many good movies that I've wanted to see, and you know they're too expensive, and all of the complaints about movie theaters and so on. And then you had canceled. You canceled your Netflix subscription or whatever. Too. Oh yeah, I yeah. haven't. I haven't had like Netflix you just aren't anymore. watching movies. Truly, you know. No, I haven't had Netflix in a few years. Um, it's not worth it either. So, but for six dollars to go see a you know a, a new movie, and if you see it when it doesn't just come out, then you basically have the entire theater to yourself, and it's really nice. That's. I was gonna ask. So movie theaters have had to up their game, selling better food or like have like chairs that recline or whatever, because you know you can't just offer the big screen with the good resolution anymore. Because our TVs at home are big and have better, better resolution. resolution. And yeah. and so, uh, is does this place? Is there anything unique? Does it like offer? Not not even even if you don't take them up on the services like some of them are having like full bars right you can buy liquor there or you can you can order like some sweet Thai chili wings or something a little fancy not fancy but you know like upscale pub grub kind of thing is there anything like that at this theater? Not really, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, mate, there's is no, it a there's tiny theater no... like overall or is this like a big major? No, it's a big theater. Yeah. I, I don't. It probably has. 12 theaters 12 or 14 theaters yeah in it yeah so you know it's a real size theater i didn't notice any fancy food stuff like it's got a normal concession stand it doesn't like have like a i've just seen them where they're having like lobbies that are resembling like like having some restaurant chairs and booths even in like i don't know it's just like crazy how they're they're having to you know this certainly isn't true like in middle georgia and stuff like but but in florida yeah, like well, some it, of the places i, did, I go I, to yeah i didn't move to a cultural hub of That's the united true. states so <laughs> this this theater is a pretty normal pretty normal theater nice enough clean um the seats were nothing special they just felt like normal movie seats they didn't recline or anything fancy like that it was just a normal movie theater experience which you know, I do think watching a movie at home on my TV is a superior experience, but for $6 to see a brand new movie, that's that's adequate value. That's enough value that I'll do it every now and then. And you're actually going to watch trailers. Yeah, yeah. I hate the trailers, though, by the way. I hate trailers. and That experience it, is not like, fun for you. When I went to go see James Bond, the first movie I've seen in, I think I saw um, Tenet uh, when it came out. And then before that, I don't even remember the last movie I saw. But when I saw James Bond, I got there on time, about five minutes early. And, of course, five minutes early, they don't start the movie when they say they're going to start the movie. They start the commercials when they yeah. say they're going to start the movie. And then after the commercials, you get the trailers, and then you get the little Regal Cinemas roller coaster ride, which also now has ads in it and then you get <laughs> right. one more ad and then you get the start of the movie and so by the time the movie actually begins you're like 25 minutes past when it was you are you're seriously began. 25 that's about accurate right so if the movie yeah, starts so, at 5 now you could really show up about 520 and be comfortable yes and that's what I did for Dune and so I missed all of that nonsense and just got to sit down I saw just the tail end of some trailers and then got the movie so it was perfect 
So you're just going to look up what's playing, watch the trailers on the ones that strike you by their no, title? I'm not going to watch trailers. So how are you going to know what movie to pick out uh, in the future? Oh, I meant oh, like in oh, the future. Oh, yeah, I see. Yes, in the future, maybe, maybe I'll watch a trailer um, or something. Because, because if you go every Tuesday, you're going to get the same reel of movies, even though I'm the movies go, try to tailor toward that. You know? I'm not going to go every Tuesday. I'm not going to pay $6 to waste two hours on something that I don't think I'm going to enjoy. Um, it, the movie has to sound at least halfway decent for me to so, Maybe that's what were a little bit different for me. If it was, if that was just my routine, and I'd go see a movie on Tuesday. I mean, not if if not if they didn't sound enjoyable at all, or it was totally not my genre. But if it was just one that like I was half interested in, I like most movies. I find something enjoyable about uh, like like you know it could be panned a little bit critically or whatever. I don't know. Like, but my experience is like that was not a waste of my time to sit there. Of course, six dollars then starts to make you say, "Well, is it worth sitting?" You know, if it was free, that's different, because uh, then it really is just a measure of was this worth your time. But six dollars is time and money, and yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm different in that respect. Like six dollars is a trivial cost compared to two or two and a half hours of just of sitting there. Like if it's not something that I come out of going, I'm a little bit better for having seen that, then it was a waste of my like I have there there are a number of things I can waste my time on like I I cultivate enjoyable time wasting hobbies I mean that's kind of what hobbies <laughs> are and you know in a way yeah. there are ways for you to spend your time <coughs> you know to distract your mind to maybe cultivate a skill or you know broaden your experience set you know you can you can try to talk it up in these fancy ways but really it's just a way to waste time and keep yourself sane and i just i have many ways to waste time and <laughs> you know i would cho- i would rather waste time in those ways that i'm very confident i'll be satisfied with rather than go watch the latest marvel nonsense sure. like when i was looking at the available movies i was shocked they're like two marvel movies or something playing i had Looking at the titles, I had no idea what they were. It was just like, what are... Th- I, I, I'm i almost shocked that people still watch them. That must sound ridiculous, because I know it's one of the most popular franchises. To exist, you know, like, yeah. To exist. <laughs> but the fact that there are still more movies coming out, there are two in the theater now, I had no idea they existed. Yeah, how do we not get lost? I feel so lost and left behind in that universe that... that even if I wanted to get back on, it's a little bit overwhelming, the investment I would have to make. So I don't know how, as like a strict business model, that is possible. I mean, you know? I was getting burnt out on Marvel all the way back when they just started, you know, to, to, you know, to branch out. Like Th- Thor 2 or something. I was like, you know what? This is too much. It's getting I'm old. <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching these anymore. And that was years ago now. Years and I mean, years ago, yeah. Years and years. And now it's like I don't even I don't even remember the name of it. It's like the Unvulnerables or something. It's a group and I was like, what is this? Is this some kind of like bank robber movie or something? And I click on it and it says Marvel and it's like what what are these things? Is this like, are they scraping the bottom of the comic book barrel now for their characters and stuff? I don't know. Or writing. I wonder if they'll just start launching new ones just so they can continue Marvel. Like, they'll they'll do all the movies of all why? the comic books. I don't think they... so. Why, why make any new movie when you can just reboot 
movie, which is all they've been all they've been doing. How many Spider Men have we had now? But I you mean, could easily had... imagine some social justice like like characters that they then crank out why, some movies why, to. But you could just do the social justice spin on on an yeah, old exactly. one. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. crank out you know a f- uh, super feminist you know who is a a superhero feminist? <laughs> why do that when you could just turn spider-man into super feminist spider-man you know that's you could true do that. and they probably and they have. do that. I mean, who if, knows if, they've if done they have but yeah if they haven't yet then that's 2022's blockbuster <laughs> hit <laughs> yeah i don't know how many people are going to the movies like it was funny you saying i i didn't know there was a new james bond you know um yeah uh dune i had heard about just because it was this mega movie i think right big production value and all that but i didn't i, guess. I yeah. forgot i forgot about like i just don't know what's in theaters and i used to be have a keen sense of awareness and i wonder if that's true of the like collective conscious like like everyone kind of knew what was in theaters and what was upcoming that was just part of our don't you, don't you know i mean like, it was the fabric yeah, of yeah. our existence is like oh that movie's coming up and oh this is this opening weekend or is that next weekend i can't really remember but i knew i had my my hand on the pulse of it and now like i couldn't tell you i just could well, not tell you i think some of this feeling probably is leaching into your brain from pre-social media times you know when is shared experiences uh, were somewhat rare, but you could count on the fact that you know you and your friends and their friends had seen the latest movie trailer in the theater, and so that was a shared experience. You don't have to actually be in the same, you don't have to see it in the same place to share that experience, but everyone did share that experience, and now there's so many more shared experiences, and people have you know haven't really been going to the movies that much or watching all the trailers, and so I don't know, maybe it's maybe that shared experience is just lost in a sea of other. You know, that things. makes total sense to me that music was the, like that for, say, our parents yeah. growing up. It's whatever was on the radio. So if you knew the 15 bands that were on the radio, you could really talk to anyone across the country about right. music. And you could, you know, however many genres, it was just more limited. And now it was crazy. And for us, that had already kind of gone crazy, right? Yeah, it was definitely more about, not for music. Yeah, for sure. It was music about is genres. Like, yeah. And then in genres, you could sort of knowledge drop some obscure band and get some social credit that way but movies movies we still had that because it's just mm-hmm. the ones in the theaters that were you know as a teenager knew is better that was sort of the mantra that we had all absorbed one way or another that like old is bad new is good which is i think such a false thing but anyway uh yeah and you could just be on top of that because at any given time there's only x amount of movies in the theater and if you stayed on top of that then like yeah then you're just like it's just nice having a limited number of things because then you can know about it and then you can talk about it collectively. But now, like Netflix releasing quality, I, I believe that there are probably brilliant little shows being made and that we're going to, in like 2030 and 2040, people are going to be saying, oh, in 2019 and in 2021, this it only ran for two seasons and it's only 16 episodes and has this cult following and there's going to be lots of little shows like that that didn't make it that were absolutely great because... I hear tons of people talking about tons of great shows. So we're in a weird, I'll say golden age, but like, because like a lot of quality things are being produced. But like, I do think it's too much quality. It's it's a weird criticism to have, but like, uh, you know, there's just so many good things that not, I can't, I don't have time to consume or invest in or whatever. And like, and exposure, you know, is is a problem because, yeah, everyone is just inundated with so much crap. Um, 
that well that's why stuff like marvel marvel goes to this top right like because you're at there's actually room for these indie little individual stories and people to take risks and people i think fundamentally people appreciate that but um people still crave to be part of some bigger conversation like what's my blockbuster thing what can i go go invest in and like marvel is it is what it offers you you want to talk to everyone about a particular movie go see the marvel one and it sucks because i'm just not interested in that particular like franchise yeah yeah okay i see i think you're right about that it's just weird though if if that's true that's the strategy let's say that marvel is taking to me it seems counterproductive to pump out multiple movies you know because then even if you bond or you're having the shared marvel experience you may not be experiencing the same marvel movie (laughs) yeah it seems kind of strange so well, I don't know. I think they're. I think that they are conflicted in their own values. Like, like yes, well, yeah. this is our thing, but like, make money, make money. <laughs> right. It's pretty simple. It's just like crank them out, crank them out. Speaking of, uh, speaking of, hidden gems uh, and you know, golden age of movies. That's going back to B movies. That's one thing that also makes me very excited for the future. Is that they're probably pumping out golden, terrible movies, and we just we have no idea because they're getting. <laughs> You know, they're getting uh, eclipsed by the popular movies and the well-reviewed movies and all of that. But there's probably a number of straight-to-streaming videos and movies that are just horribly amazing that we're going to discover, you know, in 2030 or 2040 or whatever and be like, ah, the 20s, what a great decade that was. It'll be like the new (laughs) 80s, right? Ah, the 20s, was just wonderful for for B-movies. I mean, you're totally right. The access to filmmaking is lower than ever. I mean, sure, quality filmmaking is always going to be a high bar because there's a lot to learn, and there's even more than there was, you know, ten years ago or forty years ago. But but if you want a quality, you, can you get a 4K camera and uh, a pretty good mic for very reasonably priced? Uh, or just mm-hmm. I said that weird, but but yeah, yes, the answer is yes, you can, and you can yes. just get out there and start filming stuff. And so that means. These people who think that they're geniuses and have a story to tell are going to be filming their stories, and a lot of them are going to be awful. And yay, yay for that, because we can watch watch them. them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we can sit on our hover couches with our hover goggles (laughs) and watch the terrible B movies from the. Speaking of hover goggles, um, yeah, Danielle and I gifted each other um, Oculus Quest twos. For Ooh. our Christmas and kind of part of our birthday, but, but that's what we decided would be our Christmas gift, and they arrived not long wow. ago. So I've been have playing you built your metaverse castles, or your metaverse what? is probably just like a gargantuan toolbox that you sit on, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. No, I didn't know that Facebook. Well, Facebook's rebranding as Metaverse, and they're trying to not call them the Oculus Quest Twos. They're calling them the meta quest twos now um but they're but they didn't buy it's kind of confusing because they've still left the website with oculus it'll it still says it on the the box oculus you know it's literally stamped into the the plastic it's not like they just switched out a sticker it's like no you can't really like no this is the oculus quest two. every all the forums call that but but they're trying to call it the meta quest here and there like on the receipts you order and things like that so Hmm. um and it is owned by Facebook. Uh, it is their virtual reality headset, I guess. And they, they 
drop the price to two ninety nine to I guess make it more accessible, whatever. Anyway, we're playing and I'm having a blast with it. I mean, the graphics, it's funny because the graphics are in a way like a, a pretty big step back in terms of... What are you playing it on, actually? What machine? Your your laptop? Um, no, it's its own s- oh, it, system. It doesn't have to connect to a computer? No. Um, you oh. like turn it on. It's that, that head thing is a power base that like, like just, it is, it's its own thing. Oh, I thought um, I thought I had to connect to a PC. It's actually pretty cool because you can do this. I, I haven't explored all the options. I've only, I've only probably played it a collective three or four hours because it's actually the kind for me. Uh, whether it's the motion sickness or just I don't know, but about thirty minutes at a time, and then I want to take it off to take a fifteen minute break or something, then then pop back in. Do you get motion sickness with it? I don't typically. This is what's unusual, and it's happening to Danielle as well. And so I'm wondering how common this is that, like, it's, it takes some adjustment, and I will say that it's already getting a little better, but I felt nauseated and, like, not not extreme, not like this was a miserable thing, but I would just start feeling really thirsty and, like, huh. you know, uh, I just feel funny. Like, the, the idea of, like, I, w- I wouldn't feel dizzy. That's the thing. I would not feel dizzy. I would just feel funny and go you know what i need a second <laughs> and so uh and i feel a little hot and sweaty and and but it's also like i haven't felt well recently and neither is she and we've had a bad cough and so i don't i can't put that all on oculus quest 2 i'm not sure but it definitely felt like oh every time i put this on for about half an hour at that half hour mark i'm like ah, i need a, a break i need a little bit um hmm. and it's getting better so uh we'll see because you know, the graphic fidelity is something like, I don't know, like maybe GameCube quality graphics kind of thing. But like, yeah. I guess it's just everywhere and it's really, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm playing it, we're playing Arizona Sunshine, which was a game made in 2016. So it has some uh, quality of life issues like that, that new, newer games, I guess, probably do a little bit better. But uh, and the graphics aren't that great, but it's a lot of. I just am so enjoying going and picking up stuff, like picking up a grenade and pulling out the pin and throwing it, or like, you know, opening up doors and just do little you, stuff um, thrills me. How do you pick stuff up? What are the controllers for this thing? So like? the controllers, you have two controllers on your hands, and like they, you put them through a little little um, strap just in case you drop the controller. And so it has a trigger, like if you imagine like a gun, so you hold it almost like a gun or a hand. It's like two handles that would have a, a trigger for a gun. But then below that is what you, is the grip thing because you, you grip a lot. You, in any game ever, like you're gripping and you're, you know, gripping and throwing and catching or whatever. So that's like a little trigger that makes, makes your digital hands like just squeeze basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're pretty cool and good control. And then on top of that, this, this handle, if you can imagine, is uh, joysticks, two joysticks. So if you choose to do couch play, like you walk around with one and the joystick can be pressed in to run, like press, clicks in and you can right. run faster than just walking. And then the other one you can look around. But I prefer to actually stand, not use my right hand as the as to look around. I actually just look around myself. And, where, right. and so you can play with the controls and every game's a little bit different, but head, so wherever my head is pointed, if I press forward on the joystick, it goes, it just, so imagine I'm running and I'm just yeah. I look to the left. I'll start running to the left, and it. feels pretty natural. 
Um, so then I, as a, if I'm, okay, some zombies start coming out, then I'm just shooting and spinning around and all of that. Um, okay. and it's pretty cool. Is it, it's all wireless, I assume? It's all wireless, and the charge is only about two hours. Um, charges pretty quickly, it's USB-C. Um, and there are just some other cool features that I really, really look forward to showing you, and there's a great, like, tutorial getting used to it like takes you through how to use it and uh part of the thrill of this was is showing like i can't wait to see how my parents react to it and i wonder if my mom who has legitimate motion sickness on like you know a small boat or something is gonna is she gonna be able to handle this at all (laughs) because i don't have i just don't really have motion sickness and yet i feel bad after 30 minutes so i'm curious how she'll feel Hmm. um yeah that that, i bet that'll be one. There are three punch. settings for the eyes that when you click them out and in for the lenses, you know, oh, and yeah. uh, and I use the middle one, I guess I'll call it setting two. But what I've realized too is like if you you got to have the strap just right too. If it's off a little bit, it, things will get blurry or you know I find myself adjusting. Like I'm still adjusting to how to use this well, um, and I am getting better. Uh, and you, from a gaming, uh, my my guess is that from a gaming standpoint, you won't, like, the, these are not, these do not have the complexity. Like, this Arizona Sunshine game, as much as I'm enjoying it, just does not have the richness of, it didn't bother with a, a deep narrative. It just sort of drops you in, and you're like, killing some freaking zombies, and that's fine. I don't really need that. Um, but I, we've only been playing some two-player co-op stuff together. Um, there's a game called Path of the Warrior, and it's like a, a beat-em-up game at like Streets of Rage, like a 16-bit era one. But imagine you jumped in, and now it's you know you're you're actually just swinging your fist and punching them all around, and it doesn't look like 16-bit anymore. But um, you know, have it looks you smooth. have you run into each other yet? No. So the cool this is a cool thing. It's called the Guardian. When you set up, you you set out your play space. And so you do a little laser, like it's like your gun, imagine your controller looks like a little laser and you like etch a laser for your play space. So uh-huh. the, the, the device has this like infrared thing where you can just see the, right when you put it on, you, you can see the room. It's just in black and white and grainy and weird, but you can see it. And so then you use the gun to carve out your play area. So it puts up invisible walls. And so as I get too okay. close to the invisible wall, it like they kind of show up a grid, a, like a digital grid starts to show up. And if I go outside the wall, it just puts me in the black and I can see through my, um, you know, That's I can cool. just see things and you can double tap the side to at any point just to see. It's really cool. Like I, I just, it, I find that all that stuff. Oh, and like you're, you, when you move around your, your hands and stuff, it's perfect. Like that actually works supremely well if it didn't the system would just be unplayable right like you're just trying to move your things around but like the yeah the way it registers those devices are just absolutely perfect um but some wonky things in like arizona sunshine like i've been stuck on the stairs and physically had to just move my body outside of it to get it to but that that game and then today i play path of the warrior we had not played any other game uh, oh oh i played so i have a game called 11 with ping pong and i can't wait to play with you because i was really impressed with the physics of the ball and i immediately was pretty dang good as if uh you know i'm pretty good at ping pong and i was like well if i'm not pretty good at this quickly i'll think it's bs because if it really is supposed to represent it i should be able to pick it up and do pretty well and i was able to do that 
and mm. Danielle was about at her talent level as well. So like, it made me think like, like it, it reminded me playing playing ping pong with my dad growing up, and we just volley back and forth and talk a long time. And then I've I've done that with you a lot too. And I was like, I just wonder like in theory like you all the way you know across the country or whatever and just playing ping pong and then having the mics on and just talking because you can put it on just free volley like Mm -hmm. be a potentially a really fun way to have a conversation uh Mm. you know and just a thought that i had um and i wonder if my the third space pong cast (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is perfect get it because ping pong oh even better (laughs) yeah and it sounds uh, like podcast (laughs) <laughs> a little bit thanks for the explanation <laughs> i needed it you know yeah no uh i haven't even yeah, played some of the other cool. games i have so just it's just i'm thrilled whether you know whether this is just a gimmicky thing we'll enjoy for a little while or put, put away i don't know but like i i'm i they have all these neat little so you start off in just a room and you can change your skin for it and it's just a diff, it's just your home environment when you launch it right and then from there you can go to different areas and games and all of that so you're you can change the way it looks and you can put a so i can map out my couch my real life couch so it just puts a couch in that environment that you know so when i sit down it just like it's just like sitting down on that digital it's just a cool idea like to do that so they're always expanding that sort of stuff and i'm enjoying it that's all that's cool um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to trying it out i want to make you guess uh what i did on my birthday now uh and oh, okay. complete transition right. but but like yeah, but right. so so for some context um we had just gone to nashville and you know given the time maybe i'll save that for uh, those stories for another time but it was just a really really fun trip and it's expensive and the city's really cool and that was sort of our birthday danielle and i have similar birthdays so like let's me just too. gift each other that and me too. You too what did you get me what'd you get me for my birthday <laughs> I, I, I wished you a happy birthday uh, yes. late. Late. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like you said four or five years in a row I've forgotten your yeah. birthday. <laughs> right. Yeah. I actually, I was really hoping we could get a podcast in before our birthdays because I have a Mind Your Morals that is, you know. Birthday related. Your birthday. You, f- you forget your friend's birthday for bad. four or five years in a row. <laughs> Like, ass- assess the morality. Assess the morality of this situation. Oh, but man, I didn't get it in, and I don't think I'm going to save it for 2022. So I'll probably forget. We can we can revisit. Probably it. I'll do it. I'll do it again. You'll probably forget again. So I'll be able to use. It. Anyway, so, so all right. So how did it, how did it go? So we spent money. We just agreed that for my actual birthday, I like I re- it was a Wednesday, right? I like I don't care about like having some drinks on a Wednesday or anything like special on a Wednesday. I like my routine, you know, um, Saturday was a plan, you know, to go out and have fun. So great. Uh, but it is my birthday and I don't want to eat at home or something. I'd like to, you know, I mean, I don't even care if it's like chilies or something low key, whatever, but let's, let's just, and so she said, great, cool. And then she texts me, um, I've booked us at eight o'clock tonight. Um, but we'll eat beforehand. And so I was like, this is a mystery, you know, what's going on? And she wouldn't tell me, and she was being a little playful, like, you'll never guess kind of thing. And there's a bowling alley close to us, so my guess is a bowling alley. Like Maybe she got some lanes. That'd be kind of fun and something to do and cheap. And I asked her if it was expensive, and she said no. Um, and then I'm just – so that was the context. And then I'll give you a little bit – She we went to a, a bar um, that I really like and cheap food and stuff and – I was like, she said, you might want to have a drink before going to this. 
<clears throat> like he just might want to. So take some right. guesses about what it is. So you told me about um, the some friends you made in Nashville who have a very interesting hobby that, and you didn't get to you didn't get to. You didn't get to join them in their hobby when you were in Nashville for for one this has reason. Nothing or to do so, with that. So my guess, my okay. guess is that they came to visit Florida. They came to visit you in Florida, and Danielle surprised you with a visit. And of course, you needed a drink or two beforehand um, to visit. Oh these man, that would have been upsetting. Friends. And so it was, surprise, happy birthday. No, that is, Am that I is right? not it. That's not it. You are not right. You are not right. Thank goodness. Your, your um, swinger friends. Your, your <laughs> surprise, surprise swinger friends. Oh, my um, Okay, all right. That's not it. Um, I don't have to make you guess totally, but I'll tell you that it was getting fun so to the point of, oh, I'll give you another clue if you want, or it's not clue, but contextual setup. Um, well, was it a recital of some of your classic micro poetry by <laughs> a, t- by a famous poet. I I will <laughs> Was that it? Was that was that the gift? No, but there <laughs> no. But one of the words you just said uh-huh. uh I'm gonna give you a micro poetry. Okay. Well <laughs> as, <laughs> I don't want to give you too much of a hint. Um so was it you know how um they do that thing where they'll name a star after you. Oh, yeah, like you can give yeah, someone like a star. They like pick a star out of the sky, and <laughs> it's kind of a BS gift because they'll pick a star that you'll never be able to see with your eyes. It's just, you know, it's just way out. There are billions of stars, and so they just pick one, and they're like, haha, sucker. And they sell it to you, and they put it on a little plaque or something. It's not, it's not like that. It was... Um... It was, well, since yeah, it's Florida, I was wondering if they do that with like palm trees or anything. <laughs> pick so a palm tree she, here in this did palm tree. Did she give, give you a palm tree for your birthday? <laughs> no. Hmm. Uh, one of the questions I asked her was, "Is this something that like, to like tomorrow when the students ask, what did you do for your birthday? Can I just tell them?" And she was like, ah, "I think so. I don't." Maybe. <laughs> a cemetery plot. It's a cemetery plot, wasn't it? And a gravestone? <laughs> yeah, she just showed me a cemetery plot and said, this is yours. This is it. This is yours. They're How, costly, this pretty, and this was a Pretty free... romantic, right? Because <laughs> your birthday your birthday is when you you know come into the world, and your death day is when you go out. World, go out. So it's kind of like, I don't know, bookending everything for you. <laughs> That's a pretty good gift. Tell, tell her I said that was a good good gift. I will. I will. <clears throat> All right. Um, real, real guess. Real guess. What, so you. So Danielle does theater stuff, right? Yes. yes. So did she somehow arrange for the cast of some local th- play or something to like sing you Happy Birthday, like from from the stage that's or a, something like that's that? That's a good guess. And no, but I'll tell you that the the, oh, the wow. there was pageantry involved, uh, but I don't. <laughs> Hmm. I'll say it as a drag as a, a drag show. Um, no, you participated in a it's drag a, a drag race show. Uh, no, but we're we're in the category of like edginess. Uh, participated. Hmm. I didn't participate, but oh, okay. Well. But the wheelhouse of edginess, I would consider. I don't know how to measure the edginess, but like that's fairly uh, edgy, and also one you wouldn't want to like necessarily say students. to students, but you could, right. you know. So you're in huh. that. That's a good guess. In that oh, regard. Wow. Well, now I don't. 
know what else. I, you'll never guess. I don't know why I'm going to get you there, but um, you'll laugh. When uh, okay. I tell you. All right. Tell me. Tell so, me what it is. Tell me what it is. So, um, well, I had my head down like as we got close and parked, and it was clear we were uh, as we were parking. We're driving by the 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 venue, I guess, and uh, and it was loud and very just bar like. I heard people and loud just popular pop music, right? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, and she and she had explained to me this is a one-time event, one night only in this in this place. And so she's like, "Keep your head down." And I'm walking in. I'm trying not to look obviously looking down uh, because there are lots of people as we're heading in. And I, we get in a position and like I'm shuffling past some people and I look up and it is a tiny wrestling ring with the banner <laughs> micro wrestling <laughs> and it was a little micro people poetry wrestle- <laughs> I get it, yeah. very funny very funny oh, uh. <laughs> and oh man that's so hilarious it was that's and it was funny. this raucous event of like <laughs> athletic little people flying from the ropes and like and, they, and this is how they began the event. They said, if anyone here is sensitive, and, and he had this little voice, right? So he comes over to the mic, if anyone here is sensitive, get the F out. And everyone just <laughs> cheers. And, That's hilarious. And they just said, and they said, like, it was, it was just a strange, they did a really good job with the, they had your villains who came in and was like, Tampa smelly and why am I here? And then the other one's like, I, I love to, you know, it was just like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Very clear who to root for and who to boo. And um, I ended up making some, because Danielle would tap people on the shoulder and say, it's his birthday and just being goofy like that. And I was sure. in a good mood. And so there was this, there were these uh, mid 40s, I would say. Uh, two guys that were like the right had had the right amount of drinks i guess and we ended up having a good conversation with them and they were being a little bit braggadocious about their like multi-million dollar company this that or the other and like okay whatever and they so they buy me a few drinks and then they they so as the show's beginning they're like uh, did you tell them do- that you were a teacher of promise in 2015 <laughs> or something i told them i was a teacher uh, but oh, okay. i did not not uh that was were it. they jealous um, well, they 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 were not jealous. <laughs> I mean, they were saying things like, "Your life's going to change now that we're friends. We're going to take you to like sporting what? events and all of this." I mean, what? you know, uh, they were really so. And then and then uh, so they were doing this raffle where if uh-huh. you win the raffle, you get to go backstage with the with the peop the the little people and like take pictures and stuff. So they so do a raffle. That, uh, so is that the term now? Little people? <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, yeah. I, it's not I think midgets it, anymore. Mid, I think is midgets midget is not is politically offensive? correct, which is maybe why they used I mean, midget wrestling is what everyone thinks. If you say like a midget wrestling contest, that's what it... But they changed it to micro. I'm pretty sure like it was called well, I mean, midget wrestling and used to be a thing. And now it feels like no. it's like, can you still even do that? Like feels like a... You know, and I think that's why they opened up with "If you're sensitive, get the f out." And like, well, I appreciate that sentiment, but like, I, I, I'm not. I'm so disconnected from little people matters. You know, you don't hear (laughs) anything about it. You don't. It's not on the news. You don't hear about you know protests. Well, maybe it should be. Maybe it. You don't hear about. You don't hear about any of that, which meet, which makes the semantic games 
hilarious to me. Like you play, <laughs> we play these semantic games in every area, right? Like, right. You know, there's so totally many do. different words, so many different words for black people or gay people or you know whatever minority you want to pick or you know even like um even you know, janitor being sanitation engineer. All, there's so yeah, many euphemisms, yeah. and to to hear the semantic games around like the the term little people. I, if I had to, you know, in a phonus, it's not phonesthetics, but if I had to try to objectively rate the offensiveness of terms, little people, w- that would be worse than midget. To me, little people sounds demeaning. Like it I'm sounds with you that little like, people sounds me- demeaning. I think the word midget has a curse wordiness to it, in my opinion. Like, or like, it just yeah, phonesthetically, it just, it's a little harsh. It's a little yeah. harsh. Yeah. Whereas it, little people, it's an little ugly word. Midget, like, midget, midget, midget. It, it seems it is. mean like, too. You hear yeah. it like roll off like a, like in a mean way. But but uh, at, but, but little people sounds like kid gloves, sugar coated, like. It's like saying you're special, like like yeah, the word special. You're special. Like, are you, yeah. special needs special. has this sort of like right. right. Ugh, yeah, that's what it's not. Anyway, sorry to sorry to interject. <laughs> I just I wanted to. Because I just I don't like the term little people, and for all our little people listeners, I'm just not gonna I'm gonna use the word midget with all due respect. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. For the so, remainder of this conversation. So they're going around and doing a raffle, and they're saying whoever wins. And I mean, there are this is a bar. Um, air, it's an outdoor bar, primarily outdoor, with a lot of like. I don't know how to describe the setup. I'm not going to bother, but it's open air where the ring is, and it's very—it's a big place that can, even with the ring in it, probably had oh 200 people, maybe more. You know, we're standing pretty packed in there. Is that counting the the mid the mid yeah. people as one or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, that's counting them as a full person. <laughs> yes. <Ben. laughs> if you're so, sensitive, <laughs> get the f out. <laughs> So, um, so when they come around to, they're like, it's the, 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 the millionaires, I'll call them, that I had befriended or had befriended me rather. Mm-hmm. Like, we're like, this guy's going to, needs to win the raffle. It's his birthday. And, and, and the, the little person, the little midget said, <laughs> that's better. It's a good compromise. <laughs> there we go. Right? Little Best midget. of both worlds. <laughs> says the little uh, for for a hundred bucks he'll win uh and then they're just like oh yeah and they just like give the guy a hundred bucks before what? i could you know like, they bribed they bribed yes him. yes <laughs> all right excellent and so i won <laughs> and nice. i got to yeah and i got to go backstage what? and get pictures with them and really cool. honestly it was not like the idea that it was a hundred dollars is ridiculous but like it was just i got a selfie with them and stuff and that was cool it was really cool um, and I felt more special that like I I, I corrupted something like you know rich, rich people corrupted a, a due process and like <laughs> yeah. I and, <laughs> right like, yeah I'm part of the one percent yeah this is what yeah. it's like you get to go yeah, backstage in these you got, situations you got a glimpse behind the curtain and t- <laughs> this is what all rich people are doing is bribing midget VIP. <laughs> people <laughs> this uh, really? is it this well, is epstein and gates and all of them this is it man I'm this arrived. is money changing hands dirty <laughs> dirty money uh That's and like hilarious. i cheered my butt off and i took videos and pictures and like at one point so 
again, the description is so imagine uh, like an outdoor bar with like almost like tiki bar, like several setups, but it's not tiki. It's not like a grass hut top. It's a normal. It's just you know outdoor like setups, and so the ring is uh, you know within within a few steps of the roof, and so at one point one of the wrestlers climbs up there and like everyone's cheering as he's on top of this roof and jumps and body you know nice. body slams a guy in the yeah. rain kind of stuff and just like really fun athletic like very classic wrestling um and and moves and cheering and and you know i didn't have any time to consider the any ethical implications of whether this is because i, I think i, I think mean I'm, obviously it's not slavery right like i mean they're getting right. paid and it's oh yeah and they're loving it and, and, and they're probably having they're, showing so so here was my first thought process this is uh, since then that i've reflected on it because i i think i can say safely that i'm not a fan of like uh freak shows like yeah even if someone and they're not really popular anymore right or i mean not in our lifetime anyway but freak shows and you'd watch someone with like a disability or the and like kind of go ooh and ah and like something bothers me about that now whether it should be legal or not is a different question, but like whether I want to go participate in that, I don't want to pay money to look at people suffering or have different deformities and go and like gawk. Like to me, that just doesn't fit within what I want to do ethically. But, uh, and so that's what I was like, this feels like a, a rebranded freak show potentially. And then I thought, wait a second, is that true? Because First of all, they had like bits, right? They came up there with like, and they would make fun of the odd. The, the villains would make fun of the audience members. Clear, clear, like comedic bits, and there was pageantry, and they had outfits, and they did, and there, was, and it was just a fun wrestling show. So the entertainment, like we didn't just. She said, one of the questions I asked, I said, "Is this an event that has like a beginning and end time or not?" She's like, "Yes, but we don't have to stay the whole time." So we were like, because I could see her thinking, right? We're just gonna watch it, but it was fun enough, and the story was there enough that we like stayed and watched the whole dang thing, and it went to like eleven o'clock, nice. so or eleven thirty. I so. wonder um, if uh, if because they're smaller, they can do more extreme wrestling moves. You know, like I mean, you have less mass. And so, like, you know, you can fall from higher and, you, you know, you can run into each other at higher speeds without it being as da- well, I wonder, dangerous or damaging. Because like, they I, still... I, I wonder if they, like, have an advantage in wrestling spectacle because of their size. <laughs> I imagine so. Like, I imagine that that's the case and that's probably part of why, you know, it's more fun to watch. Because they can really just throw themselves around a little bit more. And they were. Uh, than, yeah. And they were different, so some were more proportioned than others, you know. I think that's the difference between mm-hmm. potentially a dwarfism and something else. I'm not sure, because some were not proportioned, uh, typically, and some were, like, like just looked like, you know, uh, an athletic Smaller, person who happens to be normal. under four feet tall or whatever it might be. I don't know. Um, right. And so, and they tended to be taller. The ones that are a little more proportioned, or were proportioned, were taller. Uh, mm-hmm. So, a good... So, anyway, uh, it was... And, and then I thought to myself, is there any difference between, I mean, when you're watching, if you want to, I don't want to get hung up on the word freaks, but when we're watching professional athletes and like mm. the WWE or something, these are just, they're freaks yeah, they're too. Freaks like too. they are, they're absolutely, or people and football players are freaks like that are just, so we're, when we watch sports, we're watching this spectacle and we're cheering and we're booing and these people are just throwing themselves around and we're, and then I really came to think about it and I was like, I don't take any ethical issue with with it you know yeah i don't either um, i don't i don't have any issue in fact that sounds like it's probably going to work its way into benefits of sports 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like honestly, the benefits you may—I mean, you—you you have sold me. You've sold me on it. I do it think there could better. be if, you're, if your enjoyment is mean spirited. I think that's your own personal issue. Like I don't know. Like is it just? But like going to see a spectacle because I didn't feel yeah. like I was making like that's what I, I like for my own moral. Con- I don't want to. I'm not making fun of anyone. I don't like. I didn't feel myself like derisively laughing. Look at the little person. He's short. Like that's not what's funny. What's funny about like, like really though? It's like it's such a. There's not much to. If that were the case, like you get bored immediately. You'd be like, the, right, the, right. there they are, and you're bored. Like no, like it was like a fun show, and the cheering, and the yelling, and the, and the, and also because it's just. Like you, it, the action was up close, like really, really up close, and so that was a uh, fun too. I guess it sounds great. Part of, yeah, it sounds it just a sounds really, outstanding really unique and experience. Fun, so. <laughs> One of the weirdest nights of my life. It felt like you know at the time the whole it was just sustained. Like what is where am I? Like I can't believe this is a thing, and it was so much fun. So yeah, so there I've talked about my stuff. Man, that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have anything. I don't have anything that interesting to talk about. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do. I didn't see any midget wrestling or anything. I can well, say, you move. You're I can finally share, moved. This is your first yeah, podcast I share, on the move. That's true. Oh, I've been in place. my new location. I can share two stories, um, two moving related stories. Um, so yeah, you know, I had to make a gigantic drive, a four day, thirty two hour drive, uh, to to get to to where I moved to, yeah. and. Um, so the the last leg, uh, the the last couple legs of my drive were like kind of across the plains, and I was uh, going. Th- one day I was going through Nebraska, uh, western Nebraska, and I've never experienced I've never experienced this before. But the wind was absurd. It was so crazy. Like it was the most gusty or consistent. Consistent wind straight line winds coming across the plains that were just like i've never driven in any, anything like that before like i had to turn the wheel while going straight i had to turn the wheel to keep going straight like in the lane and like the wind would gust here and there um especially like when you're passing a an 18 wheeler <coughs> or whatever I mean, you have and, a like, four-door was, sedan too it's not like you're high off yeah. the ground like in an suv that's gonna roll or something so for you your car's about as good as it gets to to driving some windy weather i would i would think right i would think the same thing but even so i was still getting blown around um quite a bit like i i you know the speed limit was like 75 and and later even 80 in some places um which you know normally if that's a speed limit then you're setting your cruise control on 80 or 85 or something but that was just it felt too dangerous you know i I tried that and i was like having to grip the wheel and like it felt like i was driving like you know, a, a, an old pirate ship or something that was just jerking around everywhere. And it was just like, Grr! and so I, you know, I had to slow down and just, it was, you know, it felt dangerous to go that fast. So I had to like really slow down. And do you think this I impacted mean, your gas mileage? It was like the wind literally. Oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'm sure it did. Yeah. Um, uh. And like, actually, I only later learned that because uh, I made it through Nebraska and into Wyoming um, and stayed for the night in, in a town there, and I learned that they that they were shutting down the interstate, just closing the interstate the next day to uh, to high profile or lightweight uh, vehicles 
because there were gusts of wind in excess of 65 miles an hour, sustained oh, in gusts of wind yeah. up to 65 miles an hour. And apparently that's what I had just driven through. Drove through and, yeah. like, that's, like, the lowest level of tornado. I think it's, like, 70 miles an hour for, like, you know, the lowest category of tornado. And it's just, like, constant tornado. Just driving was it, in constant Was it loud? Tornado. Like, yeah. Yeah, it was loud. It was blowing really loud. Like, was um, your hood and, like, vibrating? or like, yes, like Yes, that was the scary part. Like, when the wind would blow, you know, at my car. So my car was going forward at 75 miles an hour. And the wind was coming at me at 65 miles an hour. You know, that's 140 mile an hour difference. Yeah. There. And my yeah. hood was going, my hood was just going, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was like, is my hood going to like unlatch? And yeah. Fly what's keeping it attached? The latch. That's it. Right. This tiny little latch. Like, ah. Yeah. So it was, it, that was intense. <coughs> and like, you could see the, it was, it was snowing the teeny tiniest amount, enough so that crossing the road was, were these like flurries of white. Like, it looked like the road was disintegrating, at, like it was some kind of video <laughs> matrix thing where the the ground was disintegrating and flying off. Yeah, it I can imagine a little man. rock pebble or something just flies, hits, cracks your windshield easily, you know, like that, those speeds. That, I mean, geez. Yeah, that that could if it was blowing rocks and stuff. Thankfully, it wasn't. Um, what? So, yeah, so that's, that's there was no, you know, there's... There's no big, uh, big climax. Or is anything. there a strategy really though intense. to driving in that sort of wind? Like, I know that sounds silly. Well, I had to just d- held on, but like, <laughs> yeah, I had to develop one for passing the 18 wheelers because, on on the first day, first windy day, the wind was blowing from my right to my left, and so I was passing 18 wheelers on the left, and you know I would kind of get into their into their lee, I guess it would be called, right? So the gap, um, made. Uh, by they're cutting, you know, cutting the wind. And so yeah. it would be really weird because the wind would be blowing me off to the left and I would have to be turning my wheel to the right to compensate. And then I would approach the back of the 18-wheeler and it would get really turbulent for a second. And I would have to, you know, and comp, you know try to stay in the lane. And then I would yeah. get next to him and it would be still. And now my wheel is straight and smooth. And then as I approach the front of the truck, it blasts me off to the left again. And you have to really compensate for that one. And then you're yeah. past and it's kind of steady again. So. Ugh. Yeah, uh-huh. I imagine they were it going was, slow too. Yeah, they actually weren't really. They were. I mean, okay. they weren't going extremely slow. They were probably going sixty-five miles an hour. Okay. Um, huh. So I guess because they're heavy, they can just do that. Um, but yeah, it was intense. And then the the um, the second notable thing on my drive again was when I was in Wyoming, <clears throat> past the windy section. Uh, I was I was driving along. Um, down you know empty empty area basically just hills and nothingness um but ahead i saw well i saw a cowboy on the side of the road making the slow down hand motion you know slow down slow down and i, I didn't know what i was looking at at first but it was a it was a cowboy a person wearing Do you mean a cowboy like with hat a cowboy and, hat and chaps yes yeah, cowboy hat cowboy hat denim and just slow down, and so did he have a, a slow- gun, like a with a six shooter, you know, and some I didn't, uh, I didn't, sp- I didn't what do you call those spurs. spurs on his boots? Yeah, yeah. and there was some I didn't notice those, but they probably probably were there. Okay, um, probably was whistling. <laughs> did he have a pot uh, and, so, and some beans? I feel like you have to have a, a pot and some beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I slowed down, and I saw up ahead a well another cowboy on horseback this time. 
with two and you're in Wisconsin like, cattle dogs. <laughs> no, this is uh, Wyoming. Where? Wyoming, sorry. Wyoming. Whatever. Same thing. Starts they're, with W. They're close to each other, right? Yeah, so you yeah. could be forgetting yeah, exactly. um, right. for that. Um, and this cowboy was chasing down a cow. A, cat, a cow had escaped from the pen or whatever and was running loose back and forth across the road. <laughs> and I had to come to a stop and just wait while he rustled up the cow with his cat, two cattle dogs chasing it down. He had a whip in one hand and was trying to like whip the cow to go in a particular direction. And the cow was not having it. It was just running back and forth and running away on the road like, though like like yeah, yeah on the road <laughs> of all on both- this of all the places and all the earth like it could be it just it's just really decided to be on the road yeah know? on the road and next to the road and and the, on the shoulder and everything and i mean this guy was like you know he was uh steering his horse you know with one hand on the reins did he impress had, you like he knew what this yeah. guy's for real he can do yeah he, he, can do he knew what he was doing man i mean he was trying to head off the cow and the dogs were running around it was like a show and everything and he you know <laughs> rustled rustled up the cow and eventually the cow like ran off it didn't like from my amateur cowboy eye it didn't look like he succeeded <laughs> the cow just kind of ran, ran off but maybe that was where he intended the cow to go. The cow just kind of ran off, not on the road anymore, and you know he he kind of chased it. And he and let it, kinda, yeah. And then I just continued on, and there was nothing, you know, nothing else there. But that was something. Was, was to there see, any acknowledgement, you know, like a tip drive. of the hat, like a cowboy? Wink I wish or something. I wish I wish there would have been finger like, guns or something. I don't know. <laughs> no finger guns. No finger guns or anything. Maybe if I had been wearing a cowboy hat, I could, you know, we would have had a bond and we could have tipped our hats. And <laughs> did he have a cigarette or anything? You know, like I don't I know, a Marlboro, Marlboro, I didn't see any uh, cigarette. I don't think he was smoking. Um, so, but yeah, that was a uh, that was an, an interesting thing to see on my on my drive. It definitely is, and also like with all our new like. Is cowboy hat really the best way to like shade yourself? Like I get the the rounded brim, but there's all these the, the, the other like. I'm just wondering why this sombrero, you know, sombrero, fifty gallon hat or whatever, whatever they're called, thirty gallon. Yeah, sombrero, <laughs> sombrero. <laughs> I mean, those are huge, I guess, or can be, uh, but they could blow off. I don't know. I'm just wondering why that shape and you know and anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. I, I think that's I really funny and really that. strange. It's got to really be like you're on this quest, this journey to this new land for you, and like here is a well, sign that you're not where you used to be, kind of yeah. thing, you know. <laughs> I really, I, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I actually like, despite the drive being 32 hours, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Every leg was a little bit different and interesting, and it's in its own way. So I, you know, I and you mentally had time to prepare. It's not like you're, yeah. So you just knew you were going to have like four days of driving. And so if you're prepared for that, then it's like a quest. It's a journey. Framing it that way is kind of exciting, especially like by yourself. uh, I mean, you, you, it's, you have control. You don't have to stop for someone else's bladder, you know, like it's you. It's just you and your hunger levels and your bladder to monitor. There were quite a few. Really, there are quite a few really beautiful spots that I passed through because I I got to drive through the Appalachian Mountains and you know this was in um you know early early November um that I actually did the driving and so the trees you know all the leaves were red and orange and everything very pretty um and the temperature was wonderful and then the plains were kind of meh you know that's what you would expect um but the wind was certainly an interesting 
that that certainly kept my interest during that part. And then in Wyoming, there were places where, you know, you would kind of like come up this rocky ridge and there would be giant windmills all around. I happened to come across this one place where I was driving through those, you know, the mega windmills, the big white ones, you know, with the three arms. Yeah, and it yeah. was, it was, it was sunset and the sky was like red and pink and orange. And they were all kind of reflecting off the windmills, which were casting shadow, very vivid shadows across the road. And man, it was just a beautiful scene. Uh, Does sound nice. Ne- I've never pretty. seen anything like that before. So, um, really cool. So, yeah. Are your winners going to be tough? How bad is your winner going to be? Uh, you know, it'll be worse than, you know, in the Southeast for sure. Um, but you know, I lived in Wisconsin for a year and it's not going to be that bad. Like it hasn't yeah. snowed. It hasn't snowed here yet. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to leave, um, to, to, to come back home to, to Georgia actually in a, you know, in a week or so. So I probably won't even see it snow here until I come back after the new year. You'll, you'll be, you'll come back to snow probably. I'll yeah. probably come back. I'll probably will come back and it'll be snowy and transformed Um, but it won't i don't think it'll be that bad it hasn't been that bad so far i mean it's been colder but it hasn't been unpleasant i've i've really enjoyed my my time since uh since moving here so far i don't like the sun setting so early this time of year like it's dark out like i started this podcast in daylight and it's already dark and like there's something about it's kind of like the times i'll take a nap if it's in the evening i don't like evening naps but you know, starting with daylight, waking up and it's dark. That's yeah. not a good feeling. So yeah, that's Ugh. true. I don't, I don't like that either. Yeah, it's <clears throat> the one, one annoying thing I will say right now is that my my toilet is out of commission. Um, oh, and that's so, not acceptable. Yeah, uh, and so I have to in the morning I have to get up and walk to the office to use the bathroom. I only have oh. one bathroom in this apartment, so that's very annoying. The maintenance has been extremely slow to respond to my maintenance request uh, thus far. So that's my number one complaint, which, you know, honestly, it could be a lot worse. And, the, the, you know, it's a Well, is it because it's uh, the weekend kind of thing? Like, they'll take care of it tomorrow? <clears throat> that's... No, it's been three weeks, almost three weeks now that I've that I'm oh. in this situation. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I don't, they've been very slow. And so I've gone to, like, remind them twice, like, hey, you know, I have three maintenance requests in, right? Yeah, <laughs> all for the same we're trying thing. Trying to get to them. No, they're for different things actually, uh, but that's one. That's one of them. But right when you move in, there's like, hey, there's a few things. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. That's how. That's how they are. That that's that's how it is. And it's just like, can you just do this for me, so I can take a poop in my own home? Please? <laughs> yeah. Please uh, for me. So, um, I have. What I hope will be a very enjoyable uh, topic for us uh, okay. to discuss, uh, if you're if you're ready for it. I'm ready for it. Uh, all right. So, do you remember uh, thinking back to episode eight of the Third Space podcast, oh, hereditary, po- hereditary <laughs> poetry, where I produced a number of poems, some by me and some by professional or self-proclaimed poets, and I made you try to guess. Which which were which? Remember yes, that? and I did very well on that. If I'm not you did. mistaken, yeah, you did do you did, did you did like very I would well sort of you... speculate, and my speculations were spot on. Yeah, yeah, you you managed to pick out the ones that I wrote pretty well. So, <clears throat> so I really enjoyed that, and 
I've been thinking about other ways to do something kind of similar, and so I've landed on a new one. Here. No, I'm smiling. Yeah. I, like, I'm in, very excited about whatever you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of poems, uh, we're going to do it with what could, uh, I would say, generously be called the most poetic form of music, which is rap. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so what I'm going to, I'm going to call this segment, it's not going to be recurring, but I'm going to call it rap or crap. And <laughs> we're going to, we're going to play a very similar kind of game where I'm going to present you rap songs and so you're you will read try to read the lyrics and I'm going to guess whether yes. they're an actual, and you're, you're going to guess whether it's a real rap song or a rap song produced by me, Lil Bennett. <laughs> Lil Bennett. Okay, so parameters are being so it's either you or someone else, and that someone else, it's like at least enough it's real. to yeah, be it's a real, real song. Rap. It's a song it's... I could go listen to afterward. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I actually spent a more time than I ever would want <laughs> scouring the the hip hop charts and artists I've never even heard of, Lil This and Lil That. And listening to their music and I had yourself finding, a good time, a newfound appreciation. I had myself a grand Miracle. old time. Yes. So full disclosure, full disclosure. I hated rap before this. Um, yes. I found it to be the you. most atrocious, atrocious form of quote unquote music that existed. But after getting a broad sampling of rap artists and their lyrics, I listened to current top forty songs. I listened to classic hip hop greats. And I, I listen to so many rap songs that YouTube now recommends me rap songs. Um, I, I have a better idea. I feel like I have a better idea of what the soul of rap is and what fuels it and the underlying, even the technical aspects like the beat and the flow and all of that. And so I, I have to say that after, after getting all this experience, I changed my view on rap. Really? And, and, and I, yeah, and I hate it more now. <laughs> Do, do so. you actually do you actually have a little bit less respect? Yes, yes, I can say that with all all honesty. So. Okay, um, so here's let me predict some things. I think I'm not going to be as good at, with the poetry as I am with the poetry because I'm familiar with poetry and I have a have a uh, the sensibilities I have with you and like regarding what's so like maybe I'll be able to detect what's your voice, but the and and poetry can be silly at times, obviously, and that. Mm-hmm. But it was just sort of my wheelhouse. Now we're stepping outside of my wheelhouse. So that's a big change, right? Um, and yeah, I'm man. not familiar, that familiar with rap. Uh, yeah, you I, don't keep up with rap anymore, so, right? So not anymore. So we'll just see what I'm pulling from. We'll just see what my instincts tell me. Um, yeah. And I think... Are you going to be cursing a lot in this segment? Like, is that what's So yeah, happen? that's... I am going to do word replacement, um, which... Uh, you know, it. I think it, I could. I could curse a lot, uh, but I think doing word replacement makes the vulgarity stand out more, and it's also hilarious. So <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna swap some words. Um, Will it just be obvious uh, so, when you're doing that? <laughs> yeah. So for for the unsayable word, uh, I'm gonna use ginger or ginger because it's an anagram, and I also think that's very funny that ginger is a. Anagram like that. <laughs> I did not. Um, That's the first time I've ever realized that. Okay. Magingas. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, the, it's the perfect because I'm white and gingers are white. <laughs> really white. Uh, perfect, right? 
Yeah, and so and, and the other ones, yeah, will be will be really really obvious. Okay. Um, so all right, so here's here's how it's gonna work. Um, there should are, replace them with after, dead poets or something like that. You know. Anyway, <laughs> after doing this broad survey of of the hip hop genre, I found uh, that of the dozens of songs I listened to, most fell into one of one or more of four broad categories, um, which are diss tracks. Which do you know what that in, means? Like insulting other other people. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, graphic sex drugs or accumulating money and fame that's basically all i heard uh so there weren't any well I, we can analyze later anyway so those are the four categories so what i'm going to do is i'm going to present three songs in each of those four categories two of the songs are real one of the one of them is by me and you have to guess which one okay so say that one more time the rules two two are real ones by you and i'm trying to identify you yes okay. yep i'm going to present three Three song, three verses, really, okay. from songs. Um, in uh, and you're not going to bother telling me a fake song and two real songs or anything like that. You're just going to give me the lyrics. Nope. Decontextualized. Yeah, I'm gonna give you, Got it. I'm going to give you the, the lyrics, uh, and you you just try to guess which of the three. Is I'm mine. ready. Two of them are real. One of them is mine. So the um <clears throat> the first uh the first category, uh the first theme that we're gonna do is the diss track. Okay. I'm not going to perform these rap songs. Okay. Okay. I'm not a I'm not. A rapper. You're not a rap artist. But after this, after after this experience, I think I can. I could be. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm just gonna read it. All right. So the first the first song. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. The the title of the song is "I'll Use Violence." Oh, so you are gonna give me song titles. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the title and, and the lyrics, but not. The I'll artist, use obviously. violence. Okay. <laughs> I'll use violence. Sorry. Gingers be saying my rhymes is like Nicky's. But they hose necks is covered in my hickeys. No need to spat when my albums are plat, but if y'all want to go to the mat, I'll give you a rat-tat-tat. Strapped up with a nine, is that a spare mag in my pocket? Electrical socket, shooting sparks, then I cock it. I ain't playing no more, though. Bullets in your aorta. Say goodbye to your mother. Take the night train to Georgia. Now what y'all say, I better hear silence. Spitting words today, but tonight I'll use violence. Yeah, that Ooh. totally reads like a real song. So uh, that's my knee jerk anyway. <laughs> and it was so bad. <laughs> the aorta, ah, the aorta, like half rhyme, whatever it was. Um, beautiful, man. This is art. Okay. All right. That was your first. That was your first one. I'll use violence. So keep keep it, keep it in mind. <laughs> this is gonna be. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'll, tr- I'll try to get my <clears throat> flow better. All right. So this uh, the second one is called Second Round KO. Okay. Well, let me tell you something. You might got more cash than me, but you ain't got the skills to eat a ginger's ass like me. <laughs> and, you- <laughs> and if you really want to show off, we can get it on live in front of the cameras on your own sitcom. I'll let you kick a verse. <laughs> Flip it. I'll let you kick them all. I'll even wait for the studio audience, audience to applaud. Now watch me rip the tap from your arm, kick you in the groin, stick you for your Vanguard Award in front of your mom, your first, second, and third born, make your wife get on the horn, call Minister Farrakhan so he could persuade me to squash it. I say, nah, he started it, he forgot what a hardcore artist is. A hardcore artist is a dangerous man, such as myself, trained to run 20 miles in soft sand, on or off land. 
programmed to kick hundreds of bars offhand from a lost and forgotten land. <laughs> that's the that's the end of that one. Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, some of these like Farrakhan reference and and, but then. It, I, love I, I still think that's real, man. I'll be honest. I think that's real. I do. So I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for yours to be this last one with my bias. Right. So the first one was violent called, um, uh, what was that second one called? Uh, second round KO. God. Okay. Even though like, okay. All right. I'm ready. You want the, you want the third want one? The third one. All right. This one is called Funeral Music. Okay. You gingers should worship the ground I walk on. I make mills off the tracks that I talk on. It's kingpin. 50 don't call me. Gingers don't want to talk it out. The 40 cal will hit your leg. Go on and walk it out. I see you. I see it clear you trying to sabotage Jimmy. See what happens when you talk after sipping the henny? I'll send Haitian gingers at you. Yeah, sac passe. Zoe pound gingers. They don't play. Buck stabbing gingers on camera and it's okay. Because my money make my lawyers make the poo-poo go away. Attempted murder. <laughs> Get a year on probation. Cam, are you clear what you facing? You must ain't hear me. I told you I'm a boss. I'm eating good, but I ain't chubby like Ricky Ross. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, I got to tell you. I don't know. <laughs> Which one's yours? Uh, that's deeply satisfying to me. Um... I'm going to guess. How dissed do you feel? Do I feel pretty dissed, man? Well, they all <laughs> dissed. They all made references. You you made an effort to make references. All three made references that were not of Bennett, really. <laughs> That's for sure. So like, That's for sure. I can't like detect the little Bennettism in there, other than, and then all three also would have a goofy little moment where their words were like not tough and or like you know the reference was a little strange too so that's i guess that's the pattern you picked up on and replicated so um and also so so the reason i'm gonna strike second round ko is like you wrote a line or there was a line written about eating ass which i just don't think it's so ridiculous and i don't think you would write it um so i'm gonna so i'm gonna think that you're either the violence one or the funeral music and then i'm gonna eliminate funeral music because it had a little too many uh rappers like the ross reference at the end so i guess i gotta go back on my word and say i actually am choosing i'm a commit violence or whatever the first one was and i'm gonna say that i'll use violence i'll I'll use use violence. violence yeah yeah so and and it it was uh, perhaps a bit lyrically tighter than the other ones, uh, and so that would, so perhaps you wrote the best one. I don't know. So I'm gonna use violence. That's is Bennett. Oh, Tell you're me. right. You got me. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> but I, you know, you heard my reaction right after the first one. I was like, that's real. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. But I had to get. Uh, I, I think I that deductive reasoning was tight though. I'm I'm good with that. I don't mean yes. You did a great job. No, you're exactly right. Actually, um, the so the first one, yeah, that's by me. I'll use violence. The second one is by an artist named Cannabis. What's his name? (laughs) Okay. Uh, the uh, the actual song includes Mike Tyson. Believe it or not, (laughs) really. Song he he has lines in the song. He's in the video and everything. His voice is notoriously like you know not tough. (laughs) 
And the third one is 50 Cent. Yeah, he referenced himself then in there. He said 50, he which re- made me think it was you. And then the, but some of the other, like, referencing Ross at the end, I'm like, that really was like, no, Bennett didn't. Yeah, like, I don't know who Ricky Ross is. And I have <laughs> heard that name before. And I'm like, he he would never, that's what gave it away. So Isn't Ricky not Ross, away. he's that, um, he's that uh, Hispanic, like, white. He was real popular, like, in the 90s. Oh, he was like, uh it, it, was he the story of Ricky? What was like he was like a drug dealer or something? Or no? Is it? No, I thought he was like a pop singer, like a Latin American pop singer. Oh no, Rick Ross. Okay, no, we're just wrong about that. This is a bearded black man who like I've heard of him, Rick <laughs> okay. Ross, not Ricky, just Rick, Rick Ross, and they, whatever. Uh, Ricky. <laughs> okay, round uh, yeah, two. So I'm you, one for one. So you got it. Yeah, you got it right. But actually, I was gonna say the uh, you ain't got the skills to eat a, to eat a ginger's ass like me. <laughs> That I actually found by searching the worst rap songs. <laughs> Figured you did some and, of that too. And that right? line, that line came up, and then I read the lyrics for the whole song and thought it was bad enough to to work it in I like <laughs> because it. I thought it was hilarious. What kind of line is that? Yeah, what kind of line right. is that? Yeah, I well, don't. Going. I assume that means fighting, but you never know. I guess. <laughs> All right. So the second category is money. Um, Primarily money, yeah. so I've got three Flash. three songs for you. Like yeah, wealth. Yeah, well, yes, terms for money. Oh, All right, yeah. so uh, you ready for the first one? Yes. This one's called "Can't Nobody Hold Me Down." We spend the cheese in the West Indies, then come home to plenty cream Bentleys. Hee <laughs> hee, you name it, I could claim it. Young, black, and famous with money hanging out the anus. And you need <laughs> what? A hit. <laughs> and when you need a hit, who you go and get? Who? Bet against us? Not a sure bet. We make hits that'll rearrange your whole set. That's right. And got a Benz I ain't even drove yet. <laughs> Money hanging out the anus. <laughs> God, that line. That's right. <laughs> so, what's funny too is as you're reading lyric rap lyrics, you have these little like he he's or like those are parenthetical, you know. I'm sure little like uh, yeah, and so you're you know what I mean, you know yeah. in rap songs when they have that they they're kind of like extra punctuation at the end of end of yeah lines. yeah, and they do do all sorts of like uh, I guess I'll call it musical things with their <laughs> mouths and like yeah yeah and like <laughs> yeah, so I've got some of those in here. So so I'm trying I'm trying to be authentic and exactly you know, so I, it's hard I, to I know, know if like in. did Bennett develop the he he <laughs> or not can't nobody right. hold me down okay all right I don't know all what right. to think still I'm not, it's a holistic thing for me so go ahead okay you ready for the second one yeah this one's called uh, diamonds for breakfast <laughs> okay that's Gucci good. on my back Gucci on my back and a Lex on my wrist cha ching Don Perignon makes makes up most of my ah oh, sorry hold on I have to start over. Okay. Sorry about that. (laughs) Apologize. Gucci on my back and a Lex on my wrist. Cha-ching. Dom Perignon makes up most of my piss. Tatine. Don't try to diss. Don't try to diss. I got ice in my veins. Ha ha. Ice on my rings. Ice is my bling. Hoes shaking they ass to get close to my thing. Get down. Making it rain. Dropping G's like a green hurricane. Yo. Category 5 levels of blow. Driving anyway. Got that Lambo. Grill show shiny, <laughs> like I ate diamonds for breakfast. 
Jessica's <laughs> texting me wanting, wanting <laughs> Jessica's texting me wanting rides in my Lexus. <laughs> um, Mic drop. That was very good <laughs> in in terms of. I don't know why, but I'm gonna say, am I? This is my leading guess for you, and I have a few like, like I honestly just think I have to choose which one I think is the best, and that, that ends up being you. <laughs> and I say best, I don't. I mean, I mean tightest in terms of like. You might try to pepper it with some stuff, but there's some perfectionist in you that makes even if you're you don't allow the the sort of shit rhyme. I mean, crappy rhyme. Sorry, just like you don't. You <laughs> please know, don't like, vulgarize this podcast. <laughs> please, please don't do that. See what happens. Children, listen, think of the when children. We talk about rap. I just am I, I'm getting corrupted. <laughs> you're <real> corrupted already. <laughs> and and then the um, rhyme about my thing. Like she's she's doing this thang, to get close to my thing. Thing. Thang because it rhymes with because it rhymes with blang and rings. (laughs) Okay, and veins. That's my leading for you so far. Let me hear this last one. All right, the last one is called Orion's Belt. Okay. When it comes to hateful words, I got skin like a rhinoceros, diamonds on my binder. Fourth grade, I was immaculate. Reading and writing, arithmetic, my favorite mathematics. Marked my paper more than average. You bastard rappers, you could play in traffic. The way I ball, I could have played for Toronto Raptors. Olympic swimmers from Nigeria, emeralds in my ears. So far from clear because they resemble frozen lettuce. 91 degrees out in Belgium. You ever seen melted lime jello? Did I confuse you losers? I pull, I pull up in the candy relish. Rap game, peppermint patty, and the lavender bumblebee jackets. Your girlfriend's vagina smells like bumblebee tuna. She duct taped me to the dumpster. Otherwise, I would have left sooner. <laughs> God, it's awful. That was unenjoyable. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> like, pretty good, right? <laughs> like, if you, I think you'd be scared to write something like that and pass it off as your, like, or you know, like it's just too. It's got to be real in a weird way. Like, I mean, it's the reverse <laughs> psychology. Like, that's got to be real. You, I don't think you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> So I think you were diamonds for breakfast. All right, tell me what's ha- tell me this. Dang, you got me again. You got me again, man. <laughs> I really like that I'm getting these right. <laughs> I don't know if it annoys you or not, but like, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I have. A I don't know what to con- think. I have a deep conflict within me. That I don't know whether I'm proud or not. Or what? I don't know. Oh man. Uh, well, Crap. I'm still going to operate but, on this assumption that you just wouldn't write because, it, like, that last I, one was so I, I, bad that. that, like, Look, if you wrote it and it was you writing these absurd ones, I mean, you wrote a bad one too. It's just not. It. You're right. The last one was obscene. The, that like, jello it was and gross, and it does. And he's like, "Am I confusing you?" <laughs> like, and I can just like, I don't know. It just wasn't. It it was written by someone who's not that smart, who really believes themselves to be smart, and it, that's how it feels. That's how yes. that that reads yeah. to me. The, this this the last one to me feels like what what idiot translated onto paper is you know like, <laughs> but one that it, thinks the that they are they idiot. have like they have something that like, their words are too sharp for everyone else like to fully get, and they kind of even know it. So like, what are you confused like? Well, then these lyrics will be abused. Like it's just bad. Well, it's it's, just... it's also funny. Like 
diamonds on my binder fourth grade i was immaculate like if you try if you're trying to talk yourself up as smart why go to fourth grade like why fourth yeah. grade why picking fourth grade like i don't know and the titles like, for you i even diamonds for breakfast sounds like bennett trying to write rap <laughs> like it was pretty it's like diamonds for breakfast that's like yeah so that <laughs> I don't know yeah, how to well, explain. Well, I'll tell you, you're 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 right, and I get I got a chuckle out of the that title just because of how ridiculous it was. <laughs> but that was before I looked at titles of real rap songs, and they're all <laughs> ridiculous too, right? So that yeah. doesn't actually stand out. You it might doesn't. think it stands out, but it doesn't. So you can't just, write a parody that's so uh, like, I can't, obvious. I can't. Like. I can't. Well, that's the thing. Like you are proving it to me that I tried to make hor- terrible rap talking about p- pissing uh champagne yeah, and that, that all sounded real like everything that, that, driving I, driving my lambo grills being shiny i tried it all man and you still saw through it i don't understand you don't, don't have the it. real you don't you're not cut from the same cloth man i guess i didn't i grew up on the streets i grew up in the ghetto yeah it's true but still i don't have an i don't have enough of i guess i it's just not in your blood enough man in my blood. All right. So yeah, the first song, <clears throat> the first song was Puff Daddy. Oh. So popular, pop, yeah. popular rapper. Uh, the second one was me, <clears throat> and the third one was Kitty featuring Riff Raff. I don't know who the hell these people are. But I those names. Kitty, Kitty featuring Riff Raff. Maybe when you just say featuring, it makes me feel like, but Kitty. Yeah. All right, ready for the, it's Kitty, like K-I-D-D. Kitty, it's a woman, uh, okay. a woman rapper. Yeah. And Riff, Riff Raff is the one who actually rapped the section that I Got it. Uh, that I relayed to you. All right, I'm, I'm ready for number three or uh, four. All right, the right? third, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the third set of four. This one, the theme is drugs. Okay. All right, so the first one is called Oodles and Noodles, Babies. <laughs> Oodles, what? Oodles and Noodles, Babies. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> Here we go. I ain't have nobody to give me no hope. I hope my mama ain't doing no coke. I used to wish that my daddy was living. I had a dream that I seen him as ghost. I used to act up when I was in school. Thought it was cool, but I really was hurt. Wanted my family to come to my games. My mama couldn't make it because she was at work. Lived with my grandma. She took me to church. Really, no, I ain't want to go. Remember I kissed my aunt in the casket, and her forehead was cold. I was like four years old. We couldn't afford no clothes. It was hand-me-down. Who would think a ginger get a Grammy now? Well, that that one had it was some confessional qualities to it that was a little personal, and I have uh, some degree of respect for trying to explain the struggles of the past so i don't i don't mock that one quite as severely oodles of noodles babies yes that's the title (laughs) but the drug the drug didn't shine through as much other than oh and hope and coke kind of annoyed me why not dope hope and dope but whatever um okay yeah well that's a good criticism (laughs) I mean, I didn't uh, love right. it by any means. It was, but it was just not. It was just head and shoulders more tolerable to me than the others. Like it had some content about a person struggling. 
Go ahead. All right, well, go I ahead. want I wanted some variety. You know, I, like I said, I made a broad a broad survey of rap, and I, I yeah. don't want them all to be cut from the same cloth. Right. So, all right. Well, then, well, this well, this will be a nice reversion to the norm. This one is entitled "Drug Addicts." <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I've been smoking since I was eleven. Ooh, eleven. I've been popping pills since I was seven. Yeah, I was seven. Told my pastor I don't do confessions. Hell nah, cause I pop a lot of Molly for my breakfast. Ooh, Molly. I, I ain't never listened. <laughs> I ain't never listened to nobody. Nope. In the courthouse off of ecstasy. Gosh dang. And your baby mama laying next to me. Huh? After she just sucked me, I told her ass to leave. Butch, get out. Ooh. Everybody around me like them oxies. Yeah. I was too leaned out to drive the Rari. Huh? Made her ass wait two hours in the lobby. Fuck. I, I can't go outside. <laughs> I can't, I can't go outside because I see paparazzi. Take another pill, now I'm feeling better. Ooh, X. Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yeah, I'm a trendsetter. Gucci gang. Busting all on your butch. Wiped it off with my sweater. Ooh, I'm a drug addict. I'm richer than my professor. Man, flip school. <laughs> that was... I hated that so that much. That took a lot of... It took a lot out of me. I I uh, don't think you wrote that. <laughs> what? But I, but I don't know. Uh, that reeks of of a really just horrible song, uh, unfortunately. And I don't know about you, the Gucci Gang coming out of your mind. Like I don't know. We'll see. I want to hear the third one. I I have to say I was exposed to a lot of Gucci Gang. <laughs> okay. Today, today and yesterday. <laughs> okay, that's right, okay. That's ready, you know, that's good context. Ready, ready, for, ready for the third one. Yeah. Wait. Did you write these and then go out and search rap, or did you search rap and write these inner like within it, like like as you're searching? Um, I I wrote mine after I went and okay Just within to know. and mostly after, but I wrote one while I was searching. Uh, and then the others. After. So you've had the influence of seeing them, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I intentionally did that, so I would be. Of course, <laughs> it would have been probably even so obvious if you hadn't. It would have been really funny to do for me to do it totally cold. But. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The last one is called o- Overdose Dreams. That's kind of a cool. Weed till title. I'm high. All right. Yeah. Weed till I'm high. Weed till I die. Open up my eyes. Still alive, but I'm high. Overdose dreams. B A C in the teens. THC making steam, chase it with a cup full of lean. I mean, ain't nobody spitting bars like me, hitting the bars like me, a celebrity, fogging up my cars, y'all see. Haze thick like a Kardashian, dealer all out, but I'm still asking him. Dime a dozen, dozen dimes, then I'm buzzing. You got a husband? Puff this perp, then you'll snub him. Room turning, lungs burning, spinning, finna drop. Ain't buy from him, he's an undercover cop. Don't stop me, yay, and even Drake can't top me. And if you think I'm done, take a hit, then watch me. Ah, uh, I could imagine that unfolding like an actual rap song. God, this one's tough. Um, I want to say that that's you. This one's tough. Uh, I want to say that that's you. You, I referenced Drake, but still, like, you probably read a lot about Drake when you were. Uh, <laughs> 
I have oodles of noodles, babies, <laughs> which was the kind of confessional. Bad, bad rhyming, then drug addicts, which was just... Maybe that was the point where you said, I'm going to try to be ridiculous and see that might throw them. So I don't think you did oodles. Of, if I had to be most confident in saying you did not do oodles of noodles, babies, and then I'm torn between over, overdose dreams is, is kind of a poetic sound to it. Uh, and drug addicts is... So I'm going to say you wrote overdose dreams. All right, tell me. You got it, man. You got it again. Seriously, yes. Three, three for three for three. It was lyrically tight. It was too much. It was well. It was just yeah. God, there's I, just no way you wrote drug addicts unless you were like trying to be silly. But it was just oh man, so funny, man. Let <laughs> so let me funny. let me tell you that both oodles and noodles babies and drug addicts, every verse. Is the is it's all it's consistent. It's all ridiculous. Oodles and noodles, babies. Yeah, I can now now that I read just this verse. Yeah, I can see how you might respect it and whatever. Well, not the res- whole I don't song, know if respect is strong, but like it, it intrigued me more. Like there was something yeah, uh, well, substantive the whole behind song, it. it. There is substance. It does seem like a confessional kind of. I you know I grew up in hard times, and this is what happened. But the whole song is like. Some someone got murdered and he shot someone and they had to show it to him in the video and it was traumatic and like the whole thing is just ridiculous gangster <laughs> crap and then drug addicts I have never seen something so ridiculous the the music video has Charlie Sheen in it and they're in a hospital and this guy the artist by the way is Lil Pump okay uh, I don't know and Lil Pump who is like a tattoo faced idiot looking guy <laughs> is like doing tons of drugs in a hospital and feeding drugs to everyone and him and charlie sheen are like riding down hallways in wheelchairs doing drugs and that's the thing and the, the <laughs> charlie the, sheen the, the cor- so wild <laughs> the chorus is something ridiculous i don't remember it but it's something really stupid like i'm doing drugs i'm doing drugs i'm doing drugs i'm doing drugs yeah I, something stupid like that i don't remember i ought to look it up to tell you but I'm not going to because that's probably really funny also. But it's ridiculous. I highly recommend anyone go listen to Lil Pump, Drug Addicts, and then <laughs> Despair. And then, dis- do and then but Despair. <clears throat> so it's hilarious. It's a terrible song. Horrible. That, that, that struck me as particularly bad when you were reading it. Like, like more than, <laughs> oh, you know. I did pretty good with the brrrr. Though, yeah, right? you've That's gotten that. Real. I can't roll my R's, so yeah. All right, you got it. Three for three. Let's see if I can fool you on the last Clean category, sweep. Here which, we go. Which is uh, the theme for the last one is sex. All right. So There's been a lot of sex in the other ones, or at least uh, well, references about vaginas sh- and anuses. So <laughs> You can't really get away from I found that all <laughs> of songs basically contain drugs they cont- you know they had little bits of all th- all four themes all the elements yeah so. all right so this first one is called big d hmm. <laughs> okay what's <laughs> it about <laughs> <laughs> well uh, got a good head on my shoulders head like a boulder like sam jackson my shaft see in action no traction got every wet hoe in here asking texting eggplant emoji messaging confessing girls getting on their knees to pray not to God, but to the snake. Sinning. Black mamba spitting venom. Imprint in my denim. Pants too tight, I don't pin them. 
Even your mom would be embarrassed to see some. Eyes up here, miss, lest you want a threesome. Like Lee and Neesome, you're taken. <laughs> Is that bread on bacon? Because you making it rise. Supersize this Big Mac quarter pounder with cheese. That's why Ginger's everywhere calling me Big D. Hey. <laughs> um, okay. I, I just want to take them all in. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? I think that's the <sighs> chance you wrote that one because it uh, was fairly tight and fast and lots of rhymes in there. And that's the pattern mm. I've seen from you so far is that you fit in a lot of rhymes and you tried to like, I mean, you said something about, I think wet hose which is gross, which is hard for me to see you writing. But then also you're like, no, I got to like fool them. I got to like really go gross with it since these are all gross. So uh, I just could see you writing that one. But let's keep going. All right. The second one is called Dollar Sign Slime. Dollar Sign Slime? <laughs> okay. Yes. That's gross. <clears throat> if, it's, if it's sexual. They can't stop me. Say I can't do it. Butch, watch me. All you lame hoes turn hate into a hobby. Darn, watching me gotta turn you on. I should have my own category in porn. Ooh, I'm just such an obsession. Tea about me, your IG suggestions. Thick. No add-on prosthetics. Everything about me came from genetics. Yeah, I've been getting money. I ain't new to this. Miss one, catch one. I ain't new to fish. But if he throw in it raw and I get hooked, then you're doing your job. Baby, all these hoes imitate me. You could flip a Stan or the real Slim Shady. Gingers be toxic. Suck your soul out, then block him. Got more cream than a Sunday topping. <laughs> I don't think you wrote that one. Dollar cents. Why not? Why not? Uh, well, it's well, it's from the perspective of a female, obviously, but the, you could have easily t- done that. I mean, but it just was not that good, and it was gross, and it was just, I just don't think you wrote it. <laughs> Let's keep going. I want to hear the last one. Dollar sign <sighs> slime. That's so gross. Yeah. All right. Last one is called <laughs> Bala Baby. Bala Baby? Okay. Bala Baby. Ready? Yeah. I like them black, white, Puerto Rican, or Haitian, like Japanese, Chinese, or even Asian. Okay. Don't matter what color on this occasion, for show. Like smoke, take a hit of what I'm blazing. Instead of God, it's me girls praising. Meet me at about six at the day's end. Five of them, one of me, I'm feeling caged in. I'm a pimp, I'm gonna keep on playing. You know I love them for that one night. One night. I could take on ten with my one pipe. One pipe. <laughs> knock, them all, <laughs> knock them all like a bowling pin on sight. On sight. Make them soap, change, girl, look here, you better get your mind right. Um, that had some tight rhymes in it, but I'm guessing you wrote Big D. <laughs> Final guess. Tell me if I got a clean sweep. You got a clean sweep, man. <laughs> you did it. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. And I'm not proud of me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it just means you were developing your voice as a rapper and i picked up on your voice and yeah, was you able did. to now yeah after reading them all in one clean sweep you're right like mine did all have a cadence a particular cadence i tried not to but <laughs> i guess i guess raps I just, harder you know, than you give have, it credit for i guess i have my I have my own rapping style, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. I'm not a Biggie, Tupac, or a Lil Wayne X or whatever. You know, I'm Lil Bennett. <laughs> I 
I got you know I got a little bit. I mean, style. you you like, I would like, I don't know. I'd like David to play this game and see if he get, would get all four. <laughs> you know, like really, yeah, yeah. God, because like what you've done is very funny. Is this real or not? And like they're all, like, even though I got a clean sweep and I felt confident on that last one, you know, I didn't want to say it and then be wrong, but like. Like hats off to you for being able to uh, give an impression of of that style. Like ah, but like it's also a testament that you that like it it didn't match fully. Like it that, didn't work. That, I know it, that it, kind it of work. annoys me. It annoys me because with the poetry, I fooled you some. You you got me on a number of them, but not all of them. Yes. And this one, you got you got me on all of them. I thought that I was after writing these, I was feeling pretty good. I thought <clears throat> I could be a rapper. It would be just as funny as if if I missed all, <laughs> all of them, right? Or it'd be like like what yeah, have we well, learned? Sure. Yeah, like that, it, does uh, well, this mean that rap's harder than you think? That you <laughs> that I <laughs> Well, no, I don't think so. I actually think that the I think that the lesson is rap is easier than I thought, mainly yes. because the reason you chose mine were that they were good. <laughs> they were more. They had more quality. But the thing elements. is, and I mean, I that, tried like. <laughs> my my what I tried to do was pick an absurd thing <clears throat> within the theme and write about it, rhyming a lot, not necessarily strict rhyme scheme, and just try to make it as egregious and awful as I possibly could, uh, blasphemous and with vulgarity. Um, sprinkled here and there that was the pattern that i tried to fit and i think i nailed it yeah but you, you did it was too obvious it was too <laughs> obvious i guess does that mean these songs had more soul and yours was just like, <laughs> 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 i do not know by the way oh by the way dollar sign slime is little little nas x it's the number one song on the top 40 right now for rap oh gosh yeah so just for some perspective, that is what is the peak. Is that Lil Nas X ra- rapping it like the actual part? That is, uh, that is Megan the Stallion yes. featured on that song. Hugely so she, popular. She, She's like it. She is it's rapping. Gross really? rap. Never, she she has that. I've never heard of that individual. Oh well, that's very funny that you haven't like. That's like she's like bigger than Nicki Minaj and stuff now, right? I don't like. Just... Oh wow. <laughs> That must be popular. I guess I just mean, big. I assumed you've heard of Nicki Minaj, so to give you a perspective. I have heard that name. I, so. I referenced her in one of my songs. I referenced her in uh, in my song, I'll Use Violence. <laughs> I liked, that on one my, was tougher to get on started my, with. Like It was such an explicit, my first LP. your title called I'll Use Violence, and then the last, <laughs> you used it as the final rhyme, and it was good, and it fit, and it yeah. made the title seem less stupid, <laughs> even though the t- title's absolutely stupid. And then you're like, all right, this all fits because it's a stupid title. Like it all works. Just my I'll um, use my violence. working title, my working title for the last category, the sex category, was uh, gonna be sex repeatedly, but. <laughs> I uh, I ended up <laughs> I, instead of making a song about being able to have consecutive rounds of intercourse, I decided to go with a large penis. A song about having a large penis. Oh man, so, such a variety I, of topics I, to, I, to I change the change the title. Well, eggplant emoji messaging confessing testing. That's <laughs> good, right? Well, that's the thing is it's so stupid that like that is possible, um, but. <laughs> 
I don't know if you would. I don't, actually, that's what when you read rap lyrics, it's really more about the the tude, right? The attitude, yeah. and so like that, that's, and that's maybe why to try and treat it with an academic lens or even just a casually academic lens of going, hey, what are the words? It's just, it's just, you're not gonna get. Very no, it far. doesn't work. Like, and you're not gonna earn <laughs> respect work. for the craft. Like it isn't gonna happen. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, like really though. I, like, I, I find that to be pretty funny because, like, another thing that I noticed <clears throat> in my broad survey of rap is that there's essentially no or very little melody. Like, there's no, there's almost no musical aspect. It's simply lyricism. And what you're telling me is what I also noticed, which is if you just read the lyrics, they suck, and there's no music to be found. So what is it? Like, why? What is it? And it truly is like how. How intensely can you grunt slash chant these words and you know quickly and yet somewhat understandably, and that's what makes it popular somehow. Well, yeah, it, it, it can be played to dance to, and it can feel tough and cool. Like it embodies popularity. It feels popular. Like that's rap. Is that feels right? Cool. Is that right? I think it popular. does. When I hear it, feels like a cool person. Like, like you want to be tough and cool, and like this, this captures that. And music, if you could distill it, like what is popular, like rap, feels tough and cool. I also think there's. I mean, I've heard this is this is to defend rap for a second. There's like there is a brand of rap that I've heard referred to as conscious rap, and that is saying, "Hey, here." here is the plight of, that I'm experiencing or that my people are experiencing. Here are my complaints about this. Just, it just has more broader, I guess it, it'll delve into political issues or, or personal issues. And I guess it still is framed as sort of a uh, complaining or whatever, but like, at least that's, that's real. at least that's real. saying something. <laughs> it's, it's bringing forth a message and just saying, I have a big penis or I, <laughs> you know, have lots of money or I do drugs. Like that's not, that's so vapid. Yeah, right. So, yes. like, so you got Tupac who is still relevant today because he is the hallmark of like a conscious rapper who like, like him or not agree with him or not he's trying to say something and like because that's what's so sad about the state of rap i think is that it's not saying anything it's just everything you read and that's it's pervasive it's obviously pervasive is that it's not saying anything it's just it's cool well, and that's fine look it's like okay there's a lot of uh, um rave music and stuff that's just electronic beats and stuff and that's obviously vapid as it gets to and they often don't even have there are no lyrics it's just beats so that's about where you're at with rap to me it's like except rap can do some damage if you're just if you're just saying uh drugs are fun like that's that's bad for like an impressionable kid to be raised on uh and just and like cursing i have my own thoughts about cursing but like it's not good to introduce to like young people and go this and, and an elevated is cool. Like being right, right. breaking rules and saying curse words is cool. Do drugs and slap women. It's like, all right, that, if that's your messaging, that's way worse than rave music, which is just kind of grating and loud and, you know, all the same, a lot of the same qualities just without the terrible moral framework. You know, it has no moral framework. Whereas rap just has a bad, overwhelmingly a bad, moral positioning uh, yes well i have to say that i 
I went into this experiment wanting to pick the most graphic and extreme and ridiculous songs, but I, I wasn't prepared for... You thought you'd have to do some digging. Some, you were just inundated. Like, yeah, which do I, I choose? I, I could throw a dart at right. a, you know at anything. Yes, I thought. Uh, well, and some that I encountered, I just couldn't bring myself. I don't want to read them. Like, I don't <laughs> want to read them out loud. Like, I don't want my voice associated with the song whatsoever. <laughs> there were some that were that ridiculous. Really? <laughs> and it was like, yes. And it was like, I can't read. I can't read this. I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast. Like. I don't, you don't want, want this audio clip of that. Even that could be, even, yeah. even when I swap out the words humorously, I I can't swap out every word. Like I can't do that. It'll just be unintelligible. Well, you had to make nonsense. some decisions about like using the word hose or ass or something like yeah, that just to make and it. Ass. That's not so bad, but like whatever. I mean, I could have word swapped those and made it funnier, but I wanted to. You know, I didn't want them to steal the show. But like, <clears throat> I mean, some of the songs were just. I mean, it's not just about the taboo of the particular word. It's graphic, like using the word wet. Yes. To, it, it, well, that's, or, that's you know. That's just, the thing. Like it wasn't. It wasn't just curse words. That's what I wasn't. I guess I wasn't prepared for exactly. It wasn't just curse words. It was graphic descriptions of an entire sexual intercourse session. <laughs> that's the whole song. <laughs> multiple verses. Multiple verses. And then, like, it's like, are, is this real? Like, how can you make a song like this? I don't get it. Like, who I listens want, to this? I, I want to make a playlist, and that's what we listen to on New Year's Eve. Just no, like, please no. God, no. I think I have no. some good choices no. in front of us right now. No. Particularly drug addicts. <laughs> drug addict. Well, that one is funny. It was awful, and God, I hated it. But it was like... A B movie of rap. Yeah, that's why I want to find some B movie of rap. Like, but I mean, if you're getting. Uh, what's his name in that? Would you say who was it? Um, Charlie Sheen. Addicts. Charlie yeah. Sheen. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't He's have a... any lines. He was just in the video. But still, he came in like shot for a day with them. So this is not like cheap. You get Charlie Sheen no. to come to your video. Like, like you're paying some real bucks. You know. So. Yeah. Right. Wow. Or drugs. Or drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, I. Well, I will say, even though I'm a little a little disappointed that you found me out on all of them, uh, I did. I had I had a lot of fun actually writing writing these short oh, verses. I'm tickled that I got them all. Like I don't feel bad. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm I'm and I'm, I'm I don't know. Like I said, I'm conflicted, <laughs> but I I really I really enjoyed writing them. I think um, I think I can do this for other genres. Yeah, I was wondering Maybe, that country music would be fun. Like, country music mean, is yeah. pro- country music is the next. I think I'll do that. I think I'll do another one in the future at some point. Or just I'll like do, absolute bubblegum pop music that just is like baby, yeah. baby, baby, you know, stuff like that. You could yeah, get I, fun I, with that. I don't know that I could do any more than that, but maybe a country and maybe a pop one at some point in the in the future. Um, I could try and see if you could see if you could guess it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good job, though. Well, I appreciate it. I win. <laughs> you win. All right. Uh, goodbye. That'll do it. Goodbye. At the That'll end. That'll do it. Then it. Then it. Then it.